Yeah, man. What's cracking, ladies and gentlemen? It's a homie Rodrigo back, back again. Yeah, man, we're getting over our trials and tribulations, you know? Out here live from Bellevue, Washington. That's right, ladies. Bellevue, Washington. Where are you from? They north, no? Where? Washington. <laughs> yeah, brought to you by Paisas for Trump. Isn't that crazy, huh? I don't know. What the fuck was that all about? I seen some fucking, I seen some bullshit. When you see like, you know, like, like Mexican people, you know, uh, supporting Trump or Latinos for Trump. Latinos for Trump, bro. So I got a little weird, especially when, you know, they're not really you know, like, you know, the best looking Latinos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got a little bit of that Comanche blood. <laughs> what are you trying to say, bro? Are you bagging on our indigenous roots? Uh, what I gotta say is you're not really Indian if you're tall, and uh, you're not really Indian if you got hair on your body, because Indians didn't have no hair on their body. But if you fit the other characteristics, go over there and uh, protest at the pipeline, you know what I'm saying? Take a rubber bullet to the face. Whatever. Right. A little dice, man, you know? At the end, that's what she said. Boom. Back, back again. <laughs> That's right, man. Just here for you guys' entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Entertainment. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we present. Okay, enough with the bullshit. Enough with the yip yap, as they say in the business. Right? Let's get our sponsors out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, or our sponsor. Uh, it's a La Cucaracha Pest Control uh, Services in uh, Los Angeles, California. That's right. They are on Yelp. Uh, they take care of uh, anything from bed bugs to roaches to silverfish to ants to even removal of uh, skunks, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So that is La Cucaracha Pest Control in the Los Angeles area. They are on Yelp. And you can get a hold of them at area code 323-221-7666. And that has nothing to do with the devil. That's right, Doc. <laughs> so give it up for La Cucaracha Pest Control, you know what I'm saying? If you want to get rid, get the kid. Get the Cucaracha kid, you know. I hope you guys are doing good, man. Got a good podcast for you guys. Fucking, uh, oh my God, you dropped the F-bomb again. You know what I'm saying? Did he just say fornication? Yes, but it's in the four-letter form. <sighs> hope you guys had a good Halloween and shit. Respect to all the old Mexican ladies that didn't dress up for Halloween, but in turn looked like Danny Trejo or Gene Simmons from Kiss. Respeto, you know what I'm saying? Give it up for all the veteranas out there, you know what I'm saying? Laying it down. <laughs> give it up for everybody that gave out candy this year. I hate party pooping people that don't give out candy, man. They turn off the lights, huh? They close the fence. They don't even say shit. Just at least put a sign so there's no wonderment in our in our in our imagination that you're gonna be giving out anything, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I'm not giving out anything, but take a couple lawn clippings. Take a maple leaf on the ground there, kiddo. You know what I mean? I, I, I dislike those people. Just like I dislike people that fucking complain a lot. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up! That's all I gotta say, right? And uh, respect to the people that hand out full candy bars, you know? They don't hand out the little fucking butterscotch fucking grandma candies. Yeah, I don't have no teeth. I just suck on them all day. Uh-huh. That's all I do. And I sit on the porch and I stare at all the cars driving by and the pedestrians walking by and the little kitties and the doggies. Ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> Ah, 
<laughs> Old school players to new school fools. Cats keep you jumping like kangaroos. I'm on a good one. I'm on coffee. So back to the lecture at hand. So yeah, man, respect to everybody that hands out full candy bars, dude. Respect to you guys because you guys kick ass. You keep the gr uh, great Christmas, Christmas spirit alive. <laughs> oh my God, I'm over here fucking juicing myself up. The Halloween spirit alive, you know what I'm saying? Let fucking evil reign, reign. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, that's cool because I've always liked people that uh, uh, handed out full candy bars. I hand out full candy bars. Um, uh, but the last couple of years, dude, at my pad, a lot of people haven't been coming. I actually didn't hand out uh, Halloween candy this year because I had to go uh, trick-or-treating. You know what I'm saying? I had to go with somebody, you know. <laughs> I went out with my girlfriend and her son and their little family, so it was fucking pretty cool, man. And it was cool, man, to see fucking kids out there. I remember when I was a trick-or-treater, we used to go out for days, dude. We didn't wait for that shit to get dark. We'd be right As soon as that shit hit dust, we'd be like, trick-or-treat. <laughs> Smell my balls. <laughs> and get candy we'd be all dude we straight have a fucking pillowcase full of candy and you know you get home all tired a little dirty sweaty and shit you know and this is after the time I used to go with my parents and you go with your little homies and you know scatter all around town you're on your bike you know you all see those you have to be careful of those big kids huh robbing little kids for bags Bushwick Bill and them and Scarface they'll beat your ass and take your candy I've never been victimized but uh I've known people who have Sucks though, man. You know what I mean? We're going to call the cops and no, 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 I can't give you none of my candy. This is my candy. Hang on. After I'm done, I'm going to go back to the pad. All right. All right. I'm going to go back to the house. I'm going to put all, all the candy on the floor. And then I'm going to get all the good candy, put it in one pile. Then I'm going to get all the B candy. You know what I mean? Like B movies. You know what I mean? They're, they're not like really like hardcore studio movies. So they don't have that much importance. And then we're going to go to the C candy. That's the shit you give your little brothers or you keep there, you know, for people you don't like or you give it to your dad, huh? You work so hard to get the cheap shit, man. <laughs> Thank you for putting on these lights. <laughs> and then the good candy's yours, huh? The good ass shit. And, uh, yeah, so guy that got robbed, victimized by uh, the uh, candy snatchers, I'll give you the little uh, shitty candy, the little sea candy. Here you go, man. You know what I'm saying? I put in my two cents. Stop the violence. <laughs> ah, yeah, man, I'm doing all right. All right. We're right here in Bellevue, Washington. That's right. We're right here. Uh, the first show was last night, uh, Thursday night, uh, opening up for Felipe Esposa. Oh, the fool. What's up, dog? You're doing good, dog. I heard you got back with your lady, dog. <laughs> so we're up here at Bellevue at the Parlor Live. Uh, the Parlor Live. It's a uh, 20 minutes out of uh, out of uh, Seattle, right here in the uh, Great Washington State, in the Microsoft Building, right here. Uh, the Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington. We have uh, two shows a night, 7:30 and 10, I believe. And uh, two shows uh, Saturday, 7.30 and 10, I believe. You can go to uh, theparlorlive.com and get tickets. And uh, we're going to be here uh, Friday, two shows tonight. And uh, Saturday, two shows with uh, the great Toby Hicks from uh, Omaha, Nebraska featuring. And that's right. If you want to catch us slipping, we'll be right here. And uh, at the end of the show, you can go to the merch booth and talk to the guy that always changes his voice. What up, dog? Hey, dog. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my um, my name is uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to work on that cheap ass voice, huh? Look at that fucking butchering it. Yeah, but you can go back to the Tony Soprano, whatever you want. Hey, whatever, you know, say you can't have it all in this world. <laughs> 
Oh, man, one thing that I was laughing about was uh, I guess Denzel Washington is pissed off at the person that made the memes or whatever, or the meme about Uncle Denzel. He has the little teeth out. Oh, <laughs> and he had that you know, handlebar mustache when he was uh, filming the movie uh, The Magnificent Seven. It was more like The Magnificent Five, you know? <laughs> He's like, that's right, whoever did that. They're not doers. They're looking at people, making fun of them. Why don't you step up and do something? He got all man on fire on the interviewer. He's all, I tear his family apart piece by piece. I'm King Kong in this motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, I didn't think Denzel was torn apart by that shit, man. I guess the shit is different, man. You know what I mean? I didn't think it'll, it'll, it'll affect the star of uh, that stature. But I guess Uncle Denzel done got all mad. <laughs> Dope. Like a pounder of key. So shut the fuck up and listen to me. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I'm fucking going crazy. Oh, my God. Fucking cool, man. It's Oh, one cool thing about, dude, so we left L.A., and uh, it was getting warm. It was like, dude, we left. We were on the road like uh, 745. And, you know what I mean? It got that layer. It's like, like not like you're getting suffocated, but it has that. That little like like kind of like a little bubble of humidity. You can still feel it. It's still cold outside, but it's not. And it's just a lingering like it's on me like a fucking vulture, <laughs> like fucking uh, <laughs> like Joe Pesci and uh, and uh, Goodfellas. You're on me like a fucking vulture. <laughs> Get off me. So uh, we landed in um in a uh, Seattle, by the way, uh, home of the Supersonics. Fucked around and got a triple double. <laughs> and um. Yeah, it's, it was it was perfect. It was like a perfect weather. You know, not too cold. You know, got that little cold breeze. You know, that bold cold breeze. And then uh, last night it was like forty eight. We stepped out to a puff of blunt with the great Toby Hicks and them. And yeah, it was super cold. I had my scarf on. You know what I mean? Oh, an aristocrat. <laughs> so yeah, the weather out here is fucking beautiful. So I think we're gonna go to uh, Seattle today and hang out and fuck around and shit. Just fucking around and shit. So time. For the shout outs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We got shout outs. Erica Torres, my cousin in Mexico from Zacatecas, but is studying out there in Mexico City. Tommy Torres as well. You know what I'm saying? Nice to hear from you guys. Give it up for Smooth on Snapchat. Becky Joe 3, who's going to be coming out to the Bellevue shows. Excuse me. <clears throat> That's the wife of our fallen friend, uh, Rory uh, Hill. And shout out to Rory Hill for the Cubs winning the uh, World Series. I actually didn't give a shit, or I didn't want them to win because they beat the Dodgers. So I was kind of like an anti-Cub fan. I was like, you know, like a Cleveland Indian with an arrow out there trying to shoot out their uh, pitcher and shit. You know what I mean? I was like, fuck the Cubs. Fuck the Cubs. They won. Ah, ah that gets this shit for Rory, man. So, yeah, man, respect to her and him. Chinguin won. What up? Elvis Mendez on Snapchat. This is all right here from the Snapchat. Snapchat family, uh-huh, El Choris, hope you get well, brother, I know you went down there, uh, got your surgery, you got uh, kidney beans, <laughs> kidney stones, <laughs> you know, you sent your videos on Facebook and on uh, Snapchat, all sedated, I want to be sedated, shout out to Christopher Lomelli, thank you very much for all the messages and all that stuff, you know, Joaquin Maya, we got you, Ganja 515, 5150, going crazy up in here, over uh we got a 594k over lapd over uh two latinos and a possibly bellbot over and right there uh 594k that's a code for tagging you know what i'm saying cop code all right moving along ron on snapchat shout out to you victor from eagle rock ah! and uh yeah my shine punky you know what i'm saying shout out to you renee f 
That's right, over there in Texas. Hopefully we cross paths when we go to Addison. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, Addison Improv next week. Next week, you love. That's right, that's right. Addison Improv, we're going to be there. People in Tejas, the great state of Texas. We're going to be at the Addison Improv. That's November. November that's more member. November 10th through the 13th. And that's right. If you guys want any ticket info, just go to felipesworld.com. That's F-E-L-I-P-E-S-W-O-R-L-D.com. Yeah, man. So check that out. We're going to be out there. Uh, back to the, uh, back to the, uh, 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 yeah, back to the, uh, 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 <laughs> those people that start a lot, uh, 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 um, 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 um. All right, say the fucking word already. Um, 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 that's all, folks. Uh -huh. Shout out to Rigo91 out there in Bakerfield. Trying to get a show together, dog. Let me know what's up with all those fucking details you got to get it going. Shout out to Chris Doran, bro. My comedy brother, bro. Dude, I miss you, bro. Dude, that's what's up, bro. I'm so happy for you, bro. I broke character. All right. Shout out to Dilly and Daver. Um, shout out to Deshev91. That's spelled D-E-C-H-E-V-E-91. Shout out to Team Snapchat. Shout out to Jay Gutierrez underscore 14. Shout out to Beto Duran from the Beto Duran podcast. Shout out to Luis Banuelos, doc. And shout out to Marco Ramos. Shout out to Not Her. Shout out to Christine Ramos. Shout out to Loops. Shout out to Edgar Torres. Shout out to Sham. Shout out to Stoney. Josh Jimenez, you are included as well. Danny boy. Danny boy. Danny boy. Shout out to you, Playboy. Peter, you too. Alex. And Adelberto, Adelberto, and Fabian Torres. All right, and food, vegan food share. All right, enough with the fucking shout-outs. You're going fucking crazy over there and over here. Uh, what else? Shout-out, shout-out, shout-out to Bolt Pride. Bolt underscore Pride underscore 661 on uh, Instagram. So, yeah, man, you guys be cool. Thank you very much for everything, always and forever, like Art LeBeau. I'm just fucking rambling. I'm a rambling man. And, yeah, man, I just want to get this fucking podcast out to you. This week, or right now, we have uh, an old friend of mine, an old friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, Betty Benda. Yeah. A product of Los Angeles, stand-up comedian. And I met him uh, at the Wild Coyote, but when it was called Tortillas in Montebello, when I started my little uh, path uh, doing stand-up. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, this next dude. I hate, don't you hate when people do that? Um, um, sucking on their teeth. Suck this dick, motherfucker. <laughs> Not really, because that'll be gay. You know what I'm saying? Where's your sister at? Oh, your wife. You know what I'm saying? Who cares? I heard she messes around with everybody. That's everybody's lady. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, wow. You're so true. And you know, over here talking about infidelities. Wow. Okay. Now I know what's going on for reals. I'm just fucking around. This is a podcast. Entertainment, you know? Back. Back, 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 back. Let's rewind, right? So, uh, yeah, I met this dude about uh, 15 years ago, dude. So uh, he's a real cool dude. Um, he knows me. <laughs> I've been on the road with him, me and him, you know, going up to all the way to Walla Walla, Washington. Back in the days, Rasa. That's right, man. So uh, you guys are going to have a fun podcast. Um, let me litter you guys again with my shows. My shows. My, my personal shows. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to be at uh, Flappers Comedy Club. It's going to be Rodrigo Torres and the Homies. That's going to be November 21st, the weekend or week of uh, 
Thanksgiving, November 21st at Flappers uh, Comedy Club in the Yoohoo Room in Burbank, California. So all you guys that live over there in the valley, homie, now you guys got a show where you guys can come out. Sometimes you're a little too far. Sometimes you're not even close enough. But I lo pusimos, homie. Show up your ruca and post up right there and get some laughs on, homie. Yeah, man. That's November 21st at uh, Flappers in Burbank in the Yoohoo Room. All right, show starts at 8 p.m. Rodrigo Torres and the Homies. And don't forget, uh, December 29th, we will be, or I will be, Rodrigo Torres and the Homies, going to be at Flappers in Upland. That's right, Flappers in Upland. um, Or no, in Claremont. Fucking retard over here. I'm sorry. Sometimes I go through full retard. You know, it's just fucking coffee. Haven't drank coffee in a fucking week, you know? Let's move on, you know? It's, uh, yeah, so (laughs) fucking crazy, huh, (laughs) I crack myself up. Oh, my God. You're a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, what's going on there? Uh, I'm still trying to work on that Nick Cage voice. Fuck! And I hate fucking up. That's the thing about doing impressions. If you can't do it right, shut the fuck up. But you got to try somewhere. I've already been doing it for a fucking month. I keep fucking it up. But anyways, let's move on. You know, this ain't Valley Girl or Raising Arizona, right? No, it's not. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a teacher for Snowden in a movie. Yes. It's called a descriptor, <laughs> a decipher. <laughs> He's Italian. Oh, I just seen him in Moonstruck. That's why I'm all about fuck. Yes, I'm in love, madly. Oh, the hand. <laughs> okay, I've got to stop fucking around here. <laughs> See, fucking hotel coffee, it's better than fucking real coffee. Who knows? You know, I don't even know. You know, I'm going crazy here. Shout out to the Poconos. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, December 29th at uh, Flappers in Claremont, Rodrigo Torres and the Homie. And the homies, and uh, we'll be out there. Get your tickets at uh, Flappers Comedy, or uh, hit me up, and I'll send you the info, all that shit. So, yeah, but next up is Benny Mena. He is a comedian, dude, been doing it for a minute. He has a show right there at the Laugh Factory, Latino Night, in Long Beach once a month. You can check him out, and he does a bunch of shows. Oh, He'll tell you about a show on social media, and he's a homie, dude. He's been around for days. I've known him for days. Cool motherfucker, and these are going to be some cool fucking stories, dude. So uh, that's what's up. You guys take care, and enjoy the podcast. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Benny Mena. Burning my burden down, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. What up, Benny? We're here, man. Uh, what's up, man? Rodrigo, how you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's funny, dude. We had like a two-hour conversation before we started, dog. That's but um, yeah, dude, fucking um, chilling, dude. How you been, dude? I'm good, man. Just dealing with, uh, see this little heckler in the background? <laughs> My little two-year-old son. The two Bennies, dude. Yeah, Benny man. one and Benny two. Are you a junior or no? No, I'm not a junior. And is he a junior? He's a junior. He's okay. A junior. Right on, dude. Yeah, I got chilling, dude, right here with the old friend, comedian uh, Benny Mena. Uh, What's up, everybody? A guy that uh, has been doing it for uh, a while, dude. Yeah, man. April April was uh, eight, uh, 17 years. I'm going on 18 years. Really? Now. Yeah, yeah I've been doing it 16, fool. Yeah? Yeah, for well, yeah, now man. it's going to be 16, fool. Since 2001, it'll be 16 at the end of the year, dude. Well, actually, yeah. the beginning of next year. But, yeah, um, man. Yeah, dude. How you been, dude, on top of all that shit? Because you have, a, you know, you have a, a two-year-old son, dude. It's like I met you when you were single. You know what I mean? <laughs> Making it happen over there at uh, Tortillas. You can't even, you know, because it's funny, like uh, that club, the Wild Coyote, um, and, you know, so a lot of people know it as the Wild Coyote, and a lot, I started there when it was Tortillas. You you were there already with Martin, 
And uh, yeah. Felipe was hosting Wednesdays. Willie's was hosting Saturdays. And, you know, the rest is history. If you don't know, we'll go over that, you know, a little bit um, as the podcast progress. Actually, when and, I started, Willie was and, doing... Uh, uh, Wednesdays? Everything. Oh, really? Yeah, Willie was but doing But Felipe would go... Cause Felipe Every now and then when Willie was on the road. Right, right. And, but he road. would actually do a spot, like a 20-minute spot there, like... During the week, right? Who, Felipe? Yeah. Or, yeah, he would do a spot. Yeah, yeah. But okay. Willie, Willie was uh, still hosting, and then uh, Felipe started hosting. Because that was originally with Jeff Garcia's room. Yeah, Jeff started it, and then I guess he gave it to Willie, or the, or the, <laughs> owner, or the owner gave it to Willie. Right, 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 right. Whichever right. it went, I don't know. But I never did it when Jeff had it. Actually, when, when I started, you know... All that you know, the, the Latino com- comedy drama happened. Uh, Jeff wasn't really performing there that much. Cause you what you you came in there right after that took place. Yeah, right after that took place. Now yeah. when you when you went there first, did you go there with Martin or did you go by there by yourself? No, no, I'm the one that brought uh, Martin, Martin there. Yeah, yeah, really. I'm a, I'm a year ahead of Martin. Doing stand up, and where'd you start, fool? I my very first time on stage was the Hollywood Laugh Factory. The Hollywood Laugh Factory. Yeah. On a, on the Tuesday, you had on the Tuesday, cattle call waiting outside. Night, yeah, waiting in line. Getting judged by uh, um, Jamie Masada, the owner. Yeah, yeah, with an unfunny host that they didn't warm up the crowd for anything. It was at the old white man. Yeah, the old. I don't yeah, know yeah. His with name. the bell. Yeah. He would ring it. Yeah, he'd ring it. Yeah. So very dry, like fucking like drier than Ed McMahon, dude. Yeah. So my very first three times on stage was there, and then uh, my second time on a different stage was at the Ladera Cafe. With Reynaldo Ray. Oh, shit. Oh, I got a story about that fool, dog. Oh, yeah? Remember when Ernie G used to do uh, the Rumba Room? Yeah. Over there in uh, Universal? Oh, I, I know the story. Yeah, you, but say, you, it's a funny story. <laughs> I think it's the, <laughs> <laughs> is it the one. I don't like nobody's. Is that the one? No, oh. fool. Dude, d- remember David Rosen? He's still around. He's uh, He was Uproar's Records. He put a lot of... He started putting out comic CDs. Okay. I think he put out like Alfred and Tony Baker's just recently. And uh, But back in the day, he put out like George Lopez's CD, Willie Barcena's, Ernie oh. G's. I think Felipe had a contract, but you know, it yeah. it went away. He just didn't do it. And there was a uh, Rudy Moreno had one. Pablo, Brian mm-hmm. Regan. Gilbert Esquivel, I think. Exactly. Uh-huh. And he and dude, David Drozen, his dad was the owner of Laugh Records that used to put out Richard Pryor albums. Oh, it wow. was funny because I was I met him through Willie because he was sitting there. But what happened is I used to have a joke about how did it go? Oh, like it was just, you know, one of those stereotypical jokes. Oh, like, your joke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with uh, about 50 cents or something like that on about a rapper? No, 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 but it was about a black, you know, like water, yeah. to, they turn water into wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they said, brothers say, uh, if Jesus was black, Jesus was black. I'm like, man, if Jesus was black, he would have turned water into Kool-Aid. Yeah. And then I guess that fool heard it. He was sitting there because he, he, his name is the Roy's, Rolls Royce of comedy, Ronaldo Ray, yeah. who was really back in the day was really funny. You know, it's not that he's older, out of touch, whatever the case may be now. But he was there scouting out the place to like um, do a little, like a, do a one man show or do 45 minutes to like get back in the game or like, you know, do his thing. And I remember Robert Townsend was there doing the same thing a couple weeks after that. But nevertheless, that night, and I had my recorder right there, right behind David Rosen, dog. I remember because and um, go for it, dude. Look, that night it happened. Uh, Toby <laughs> Hicks came because that was on a Saturday, I think it was. Right? I was Monday. Mondays. Monday. So that Wednesday, Toby Hicks showed up at the at Tortillas. Like, man, do you know a comic name such and such? Like, yeah, well, I go, man, that fool better stop using that word, you know. <laughs> Because hey, don't you remember when me and you went to Washington? I we talked about it. And that's yeah, why yeah, you yeah. Change it up a little bit. Yeah, it know? is me being trying to be like I was trying to be outrageous. I was trying to be the dice man or Carl Mencia. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, yeah. So I said that joke, and if you, I have it. I have it somewhere, but it's on it's on mini disc, and you can say as soon as I said that joke, that brother was all fuck. 
this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess he started complaining to David Drozen and went up to Ernie G. And Ernie G banned me for yeah. like two months. And it was I was over there kissing ass for fucking like three months just to get on stage one hey, night. Well, at least he banned you for for a reason. I mean, I got, <laughs> I, I didn't know I didn't know I was banned. I just never got booked again. <laughs> I, I didn't know I was that banned. That piece of shit never booked me anyway, yeah, dude. This, dude, this fool did me so dirty, man. This guy like I used to. This this one I remember. I was like about two and a half years in, two years in. I would hit him up for guest spots. Shayla liked me. Shayla liked me a lot. Yeah, now, she was always and, really cool, dude. I wasn't trying to get paid. I was trying to just stage time. Right, right, right. right. Get that would, experience. I, yeah, I would hit him up, and he'd be like, like, uh, uh, oh, you know, wouldn't answer whatever. So when I see my shows, I'm hey, Ernie, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, not right now, blah blah blah. And and uh, he would always carry his organizer, remember his book, <laughs> his calendar. And now he's like, oh, I don't feel like opening it right now. And I'm oh like, my, yeah, and he was a diva though yeah, too. Yeah, he was though. very diva. Yeah. He thought he was gonna blow up two hot dogs. So he never, he never, <laughs> uh, yeah, he never, <laughs> he never booked These me. These fools. Are. Right, and years went by, and then all that thing happened with uh, um, when Freddie Soto passed away. You know, right. so so he he, hey, he you, angered. Do the you, whole, do you know what the real story is? How he would call the the El Paso Times, and he, he was saying how. Uh, Freddie liked him, and and Freddie's he Freddie would want his supporters to go check him out, something like that. <laughs> he was just, he was basically using Freddie Soto to promote himself. It's funny because I hit him up about what are you talking about, bro? I've never heard that before. And I was looking at him, are you fucking serious, dude? Yeah, so that's like like everybody, every Latin comic wanted to kill him. Like oh, Freddie Soto was loved, right? So anyway, so what happened is after that he disappeared for years. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You know, like I think three, four years he was gone, whatever. Wasn't showing his and, face on social media, nothing like that. He nothing, was living on a boat in Manhattan nothing. Beach. Well, or even if he right. had social media back then, I don't know if you remember, but I, I'm, I'm even to this day I'm ignorant when it comes to computer stuff. And I didn't even have back then it was uh, MySpace. I didn't even have MySpace. Yeah, back then, oh, dude. You know. Yeah, dude, so MySpace, anyway, so. anyways, what R. happened? R. Tom. Was, I'm back. I'm back at the. Um, by the time I'm hosting the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, okay. And remember when I had it, Latina, it was, yeah, Latino Latino night, and it was it was cracking when I had Fuck it. Fuck yeah, dude! I used to pack it out. Quick question: Was that before the parking lot killer or after? After. after. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He had it back in the glory then, days. Yeah, and then uh, back when he was Jeff yeah. Garcia had it before him, right? Yeah, Jeff Garcia, Shayla had it. I did it when when I started. Joe the Boomer Cervantes had it. Oh, so the you were radio, back there in the day when like they had the, the whole the radio like, when, personality. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I remember. Uh, and it was packed. It was yeah, because uh, he was on Power, Power 106, and I remember he used to. And I didn't wasn't there. I wasn't around that time. But Ivan, who used to hang out with Felipe a lot back then, he used to say, uh, "Give it up for the Latino Rodney Dangerfield." Hey, eh? and that was his, like because mostly one liners back in the day. Yeah, well, because so, he wasn't really a comic. He didn't try to be a comic. He, he would say it himself, "I'm just a host." He'd do a couple of one liners, you know. Right. And uh, he'd do the same jokes all the time. But but he was just running through the show, you know, because he made made sure like the comics were the ones that shining. Right, so, totally. He was a really nice guy, you know. You know, I heard he was uh, super cool. Uh, he to this day he's super cool. You know, he's going through some hard times. Uh, he's he's actually an amazing son because he moved to uh, um, somewhere in the Midwest, uh, uh, I'm not sure Kansas or Where's one of those states, uh, to uh, take care of his mom. You know, he's oh, always putting pictures of his mom. His mom's you know in the wheelchair. You know, and I know what he's going through. Cause I take care of my mom too. But uh, uh, um, he's an amazing guy. You know, nicest guy in the world. And uh, back then he had it packed out, whatever, and I started doing yeah, it. Yeah, I heard it was so, like fucking bomb back yeah. then. Like, forget so, about it. So fast forward to, I don't know, uh, uh, eight years later, right? Uh, I had it, and uh, it was, I had it packed out. It was nice. So out the blue, we're talking about four <laughs> or five years after this Freddy Soto thing, uh, Ernie G shows up. And then, oh, real quick. Go for it, dude. Uh, Ernie G, when I used to like try to get booked and he wouldn't book me, I would call him, right? And this is when I stopped calling him, stopped bugging him. Because one time I called him, it was like around uh, 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> a Saturday or Sunday morning. And, you know, as comics, you don't really wake up that, mo- that early, especially on the weekend. Well, he actually answered the phone. He's like, hello? I'm like, hey, Ernie, what's up? He's like, who's this? I go, this is Benny Mann. I goes, 
oh man, you know what? I didn't look at my caller ID. If I knew it was you, I wouldn't have answered. Like that fool? He straight out told me that, bro. Straight out told me that. And I'm like, all right, man. So I hanged up the phone and I was like, fuck this fool. I don't need that shit. I don't need to get booked by him, blah, blah. I never bothered him again. You know, and I said, and this happened, you know, so he disappeared, whatever. Shows up at the Laugh Factory one day, right? And I had it packed out. And, when um, you had your show. When I had my show and Fernando Flores was there. And uh, for a second, Fernando Flores was, uh, I think they, they he had it for a little bit before me, too. And, and, right. You know, and then uh, I'm the one that brought him back in, too. With the clean stuff or the uh, dirty stuff? Uh, uh, <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> so Ernie G goes up to Fernando Flores and he's like, yo, man, who shows this? He goes, it's Benny. He's like, why? He's like, it's Benny Mena. He's like, oh, okay. The so tables he, have turned, Rasa. So this fool straight <laughs> comes up to me. goes, yo, Benny, man, congratulations, man. This packed. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you, man. And, you know, every week. He goes, ah, right, cool, man. Let me, get you my, let me give you my number. And I was like, for what? He goes, so you can book me. And I looked at him and I go, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and he went, oh, I, I, and I go, you don't remember what you did? And he just went, oh, and left because he knew he remembered. Yeah. And yeah. why do you do you think a dude like that is uh, he's really because, I mean, this guy's a, the guy that says he's a, he's a college grad, Loyola Marymount. Yeah. Do you think he was doing it like trying to act stupid for a reason, thinking he can outsmart people from the street, maybe or outsmart people that he thought he was um, smarter than you and he was trying to do that because he's really a condescending dude. And I even remember back in the day when like, oh, who is this dude, bro? Yeah. He's like seven people, bro. Yeah, nah. He, or um, what do you think it is, dude? I think he was just cocky, and he thought he had it going on, you know, because he had these venues, and and um, uh, he had juice, you know, because he was booking rooms, so comics wanted to, like, do his rooms. But once he lost everything, and, you know, everybody, knew he, was, well, everybody knew he was an asshole, and he was dirty, you know. He was uh, uh, always trying to, like, jip you for money. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, you Did know. I let that motherfucker spend the night at my pad, fool? He showered at my house, fool. He did a fundraiser, dog. Didn't even pay me that night, dog. Oh hell no, nah, bro. And I was, and that's how stupid or like naive I was. I was like, you know, and it's like I, I was glad because I was able to rock, but at the same time, going like, this dude just does not give a shit. At the yeah. same time, you need to grow more, bro. Uh, this guy, man. Dude. And I'm like, kind of believing it, going, well, you know, everybody's gone doing their little road gigs, and I'm doing this gig on Saturday. And just like totally getting what? the ass into the stick, dude. This was talking about growing. Check it out, man. <laughs> I'm you're going on seventeen. I'm going on eighteen years of comedy. I don't know how long he was uh before me, but he's there a few years before me, at least. Oh, totally. At, at least three to five years before me, at least. Uh, this was doing the same goddamn jokes he did back then, and I heard because uh, he doesn't really do the clubs. He's doing uh, um motivational speaking, motivational right? speaking, but. No, but when he does comedy, oh, back then, they're like okay. fundraising. No, now, like I heard he's you know doing now. Some comics told me they've been in a road with him recently. Okay, and I'm like, how does he do? And they're like, man, it's bad. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy's still talking, doing uh, jokes about King Taco. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. How to make uh, uh, how to make uh, four tacos out of one taco? Uh, no, how to make eight tacos out of four? Okay, because he yeah. uses the double tortillas. Yeah, like, yeah, oh my and then, god, dude. And, and you got the cilantro taco, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you but, know, yeah, but anyways, enough about that food. <laughs> I mean, why, why even bring him up? I know? know. It's funny, dude, even giving that fool some credence, but just how the scandalousness of the fact that, you know, we used to do his room. But back to the Wild Coyote, so, or back to um, the Laugh Factory. So you, the second stage you were at, and it was in Ladera, Ladera Heights. Ladera Cafe. Ladera, does it still exist? Uh, No, no, no. Because the only gone. thing over there, off the, I've, I did Maverick Flats La, La once. Tijera. La Tijera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um... So you do, you're right, that's your second uh, place on stage, and yeah. then where'd you go after Cause that? Because after three months, I started, you know, uh, um, talking to the open micers, and they started telling me, you know, where to go, whatever. 
So after that, um, I did other uh, little spots because you understand when back then there were there wasn't that many Latino nights. Oh uh, hell no! It was, it was just, just the what Laugh Factory, the Laugh Factory, what the else? Laugh Factory, Wild Coyote, right? And uh, um, I think Casa Latina wasn't even around then yet. No, Casa Latina wasn't around, and I forgot where where else. And they had a failed uh, comedy showcase or a failed Latino night at the comedy store, right? That didn't yeah. take off. Yeah, it never took off. So I was doing a lot of black rooms. So, oh, that's uh, right. And I, then you could, you grew. I mean, and did you just go there out of necessity, or did you go there because you knew some black comics, or what? Well, yeah, some some young black comics. Um, some of them don't even actually the ones I I started with don't even do it anymore. The ones that took me. But really, then I met cool. a lot of the guys. You know, that's why if you remember, I, I get along really good with a lot of black comics. Also, right, comics right, right. back in the days, I used to hang out all the time, and then I started doing shows at the Mixed Nuts. Um, no, that, I remember doing your show at Mixed Nuts. Yeah, so you know, um, so it off a of Pico. I think I was doing comedy Washington. seven months. For the first time when I went to the Wild Coyote. That was the first time I went to Wild Coyote. By yourself? or who? No, no, rep- uh, who how'd you find out about it? Frank Lucero. Really, dog? Yeah, the Frank flying Lucero, guitar, dog? Uh, let me tell you the story. So Frank Lucero, tell me, uh, dog. Uh, we met at the Laugh Factory <laughs> and we got along you know, right after bat. And he told me about the Wild Coyote and he was like, oh man, you never been there? I'm like, no, he goes, do his pack, blah, blah, blah. And he told me how, how he goes, you better be funny though because otherwise they boo you. When yeah, and back then, that's when they used to have a line around the corner. Yeah. And that's when... uh. At the, at the inception, kind of of uh, que locos were starting to take take yeah. ground. Yeah, that que locos. Because uh, that's when Willie was doing the Tonight Show, so he's kind of like in the like in the Willie mainstream was like world. A superstar, yeah, he was right. he was like our superstar, you know. Right, had man, development you know. deals, all for, shining, all for that. A young shit. Latino comic, he was the closest thing we had to like George Lopez, you know. Totally, and Mencia um, and all that, yeah, right? Yeah, and all that. Well, you know, and then he was like the funniest guy around, you know. Right, and then <laughs> they had the que locos with like the except for, like Felipe, Carlos, Oscar, Gabriel, Moreno, and all those dudes. Yeah. So what happened was. Um, he took us there, and then uh, we went actually with Felipe because we Felipe was doing open mics then too. But uh, he was already regular for Latino night, but he was right. trying to get passed for every night, you know. So he's the one that's like, "Hey, we should go." So I was like, well, "All right, I'm down." So we show up, right? I'm looking at the crowd, and I'm looking at some comics not doing some good, you know, comics that I thought were funny. They would eat you alive in oh, there, yeah, dog. Oh yeah, man. They, you know, that, that, that's where uh, the one place where you know you go home and you cry because you suck that bad, you know. <laughs> So what I never was, cried, but I got really depressed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got really depressed a lot too. So anyway, so what happened was, uh, Felipe introduced us to Willie, and you know Willie's drinking, having a good time. And then he's offered one of us a five-minute spot. So both of, both of me and Frank looked at each other, and I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous. I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm cool. Frank, you go. And, you, and Frank was like, yeah, okay. he wanted, he wanted it because you know he, he's the one who's like, I'm the one that brought you here, told you about it. So and anyway, that's before the guitar. Uh, yeah, actually. I think it wasn't before the guitar. I don't. I don't think he went up the guitar because I know he didn't do that good at all. Yeah, because when I first started seeing him, I didn't see a guitar. And yeah. Then he came out with the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Act. so it was before the guitar. Okay. So what happened is he went up there, and oh, when Felipe introduced us to Willie, he told them told them how we've been doing comedy, for, you know, how long. So I've about seven years, seven months under my belt, <laughs> and uh, I I think I didn't know Frank had five years under his belt, right? Yeah, yeah. So he had five years already. Because there's a there's a funny story. I guess they were at the Rumba Room or something. They were at some room in a. Uh, and I gotta think Willie yelled out, "Keep your!" I don't know how. No, it goes. that was that night. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, then so you this, tell it. All right, so that's a funny happened. story. Yeah. So what <laughs> I'm happened ahead of was, myself over here. Yeah. So what happened was uh, Frank <laughs> goes up there, and he bombs. Right? Like nasty. Uh, well, yeah. Well, it's the Wild Coyote, and he's a young comic, you know. So you can't blame the guy because because everybody bombed when they were young comics at the Wild Coyote, <laughs> right? So, anyways, he bombed, and Willie, instead of making fun of him, he was trying to be cool. Willie goes on stage, and he's all like, "Hey, you know what? Get up for the guy. He's only been doing comedy seven months." And Frank got offended, I guess, because his friend's walking away. He goes, I've been doing it for five years. So then Willie goes, oh, well, in that case, don't lose your fucking day job, you know? <laughs> and everybody died, huh? Yeah, everybody died, bro. Cause, and, you know, and I told Frank, 
why did you yell out five years, bro? And, and what did like, he say? Because he was like, well, I've been doing comedy five years. I'm like, it doesn't look like it, you know? <laughs> and and uh, that was that was the first time of, of me getting uh, experiencing the, the Wild Coyote without performing. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. Because I was, I was scared while he was on stage just because how rough the crowd was. Dude, the first time I went over there was uh, on a Wednesday night, and Felipe wasn't there. Willie was there. And I talked to the bartender, and he's all, yeah, okay, just wait right here. And then Willie comes over there all, like, staring me down, kind of like, he wasn't too intimidating, but he was like, this ain't those regular kind of rooms, bro. Yeah. And then I had my little motorcycle jacket on and my helmet to the <laughs> side. I'm like, so I go, dude, and then I'm, I'll bring you right up, bro. This fool goes up there and does, like, 40 minutes, dog. I'm just going, like, what the fuck? I thought he was going to bring me right up, right? And then um, I take off all my shit, and I, he's all, what happened to all the shit, bro? Where's the helmet and the, ja- and the jacket, bro? Oh, that's hilarious. I was like, uh, so he brought me up. First fucking joke goes good. Second joke goes good. Third joke goes good. The fourth joke, I forgot it. And I'm like, fuck. And then the motherfucker started staring at me, dog, and then fucking it was over, dog. And I could not recover, dude. And then that fool goes on stage, like, <laughs> He did good, huh? The first one was good, huh? The second one, we're uh, like, dude, he's going to hit us. With, we got a new star. And then, and then, and then nothing out. happened, bro. <laughs> and he totally worked it. But, hey, dude, that's just lack of experience in a room like that, dude. Hey, bro, this is how bad I was. I didn't realize I was this bad. I knew I wasn't that funny when I first started, you know. Uh, not like, you know, today's uh, generation of comics or, you know, comedy six months. Hey, man, when you give me a headline? You know? <laughs> Everybody's very supportive in the comedy community these days. Yeah, so anyway, so what happened was, um, if you remember, I went there from, when I first started going there, I went from doing like three-minute spots to five-minute spots, and then, you know, doing like a 10-minute spot up front, then they started moving me later, you know, more uh, later in the 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 lineup. lineup. And then I started, you know, going in the middle, and next thing you know, I'm closing out the show a lot, and then, uh, you know, like a a, a year or so of that, next thing you know, I'm hosting. And I know you remember, I used to host a lot there, you know, and I loved it. It was fun. I always had a good time hosting. So, uh, Jose, one of the managers there, oh, uh, that motherfucker, dude. you know, we used to, uh, hang out and get drunk afterwards and, you know, and, uh, stay late, you know, way past hours. So one time after, I don't know, maybe about eight, nine years of knowing this guy, we were there and, you know, he's drunk, I'm drunk and he's, you know, I, we had a good show. I was hosting it. He hugs me. He goes, Hey man, can I tell you something? I'm like, what's that? He goes, when you first started coming here, I hated you, man. I was like, what? Because, you know, I thought we were always cool, you know. Right. I, I never, you know, pissed anybody off. He goes, yeah, because you suck, man. And I was like, oh, then that bad. He goes, no, you were fucking horrible. And I looked at him like, are you serious? He's like, bro, I used to walk in that door. And I'm like, who the fuck booked this piece of shit? And I was like, wow. I mean, he was being very blunt and honest. He goes, yeah, man, I used to be like, this guy's fucking horrible. And then it took you a while, but you start getting funnier. And then, you know, you start doing better. And next thing you start hosting. And I'm not going to lie, man. You know, I love Gabriel. I love Willie. I love Felipe. But you're my favorite because you're the most down to earth. And you're really cool. <laughs> this and, that. and I was like, oh, thanks, man. I go, so you used to hate my fucking guts, but now you love me. He goes, no, but that's a good thing, man. I'm just trying to show how, how you developed. And I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, you know. And that's one thing I didn't like about that management there. They acted like they were some kind of gatekeepers to the fucking game, dog. Yeah. Like that bitch, that chick Debbie was a bitch to me. That motherfucker was a bitch to me. That other piece of shit was a bitch to me. And Al But at least Al Before he left He started being cool He's all man You got potential man Just keep doing <laughs> I was like man yeah, Fuck cool. you too dog Yeah no Yeah, yeah well you know He was never a, a dick to me Because he never talked to me And the reason he never talked to me Is because I realized He hated me <laughs> <laughs> But but uh, um, Yeah he Once I started hosting You know Or even just closing it out He was being really cool with me Always giving me the, You know without the ticket Give me the drinks I wanted Ordered food for me Whatever 
but uh yeah I, I didn't realize i was that bad you know <laughs> well yeah it's it's funny though but i mean at least they see the 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 development dude over time dude yeah a long time yeah it's not but, something yeah. you can just walk up and do i mean you know only i mean you hear those stories of that there's naturals but yeah and especially with an environment like that because i think just mexicans in general especially in that area because most of the people you know some people lived in montebello but most of the people came from east l.a or the surrounding uh area they were really hard on you because it's something that's real hard to do and how the fuck do you dare tr try to be funny you know what i mean yeah and, and people weren't uh, um really used to stand up like you know like uh the major clubs you know oh yeah at, totally at, at a bar in montebello you know oh hell yeah dude. comedy but that's the first time I that's the first time I saw Felipe years before I became a comic. Really? Like years, yeah, man. So uh, you went there back in the day when it was called something else? Yeah, it was called uh Daily uh, No no Prime Daily Cuts. Prime Cut, yeah. Because before um, that was Gotham, right? I'm like I was twenty five in a couple of months when I started doing comedy. So I'm like twenty one, twenty two. I met and I told Felipe the story because uh, um we actually ran ran into the same girl at uh the Lakewood Hop. So Damn. what happened was I, I met some girl from Whittier at the the Mayan. I used to go to the Mayan back in the day. Oh, she right? right there, that club in LA. Yeah, down you know salsa and stuff like that. That's back when you used to have to wear a suit, you know, to get into a club. Damn. Which I miss those days. That's how that's how old I am because you know <laughs> it, it made you feel like you're going out. Now you go with jeans and a t-shirt and you Fuck go anywhere it. you want. You know, which kind of it, it's cool if you're lazy, but you know Lots back then wearing a suit, you know, was nice. You know, because the girls are dressed up, the guys are dressed cool, and then less fights because nobody wanted to fuck up their suit. Really? Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, there were still fights, but. Not, it not, had to be not, for something serious. Yeah, something serious. You know, everybody's having a good time. You know, so anyways, um, she she goes, hey, you ever you want to go see a, a a show? And I thought she was talking about a movie, so she took me to Prime Cuts. Really yeah. fool. Yeah, and uh, back then there was no stage. Okay, you know what you know the stage was where we saw. Yeah, they had the, the, the booths. The booth so it was right there. Or that they would remove a booth, and the comics would stand right there. So the very first time I went, I saw live comedy in my life. The very first time, I'm 21, 22. We walk in there. And I, and there's just a, a crowd. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was a fight because the way really the crowd cool. the crowd was, you know. And they were like, oh, ah, and it's Felipe. Really. And so when was I was his head shaved? Uh, no, short but he had short hair. Okay. Yeah, kind of like what you have now. Okay. So what happened was, uh, by the time we you know we get settled in, I, you know we get some drinks and you know we're standing because we're standing. There's no, you know you can't really see it the way they had it set up. His very first joke that I finally listened to was the one when he goes. I slept with the girls last night. A girl last night. She said, "Felipe, you were the worst lover I ever had." <laughs> like, yeah, but I came, bitch. You know. <laughs> to this day, that joke makes me laugh, man. I, you know, I always thought that was a funny joke. Anyways, I was like, "Oh, that guy's funny," and I go, and and I was like, "Oh, that's fucked up." People, are, you know, when he didn't do a funny joke, they're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "That dude's slow. That shouldn't be doing that." Because I thought he was slow. You know? <laughs> I thought he was slow, but you know. We just stuck around for like a comic too. Then we left, you know, went somewhere to drink, whatever. And who was hosting back then? Do you remember? No, because I, I I just remember paying attention to Felipe. And then after and that, then we were just drinking, and then and we bailed left. out. Yeah, we bailed out. We went to another spot to drink. So, anyways, fast forward. So, man, fast forward. Like, so I'm 21, 22. So at this point, I'm like 27, 28. Um, I'm 27, 28, and um, we're at uh, the 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 Lakewood Hop, the Lakewood Hop. Willie has a show there. It was Willie's show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what happened was, uh, uh, I'm telling Felipe the story. I'm like, oh, man, the very first time I ever saw you, you know, he's like, oh, for real, real. And then I tell him, oh, yeah, so this girl, she's walking in with her fiance or boyfriend, whatever it was at the time. You know, and I turn around and go, man, she looked, that's the girl. Felipe goes, oh, you you know, he thought I was messing with him. And then the girl turns around and sees him like, oh, my God, baby. She comes up to me, gives me a hug, whatever. And she notices that I'm talking to Felipe. 
And he's like, oh, my God, do you remember? This is the guy. So Felipe's like, oh, so it was true. I'm like, yeah, it was true. <laughs> he thought you were lying. Yeah, he thought I was lying. Because, I mean, what's the coincidence? I'm telling him a story about the right, first right. time I saw and him. And that person and rocks through the fucking yeah, door. Yeah, walks through the door in Lakewood. You know, from Montebello to Lakewood. And she's walking in. And uh, she had a, um, again, I don't know if that was her boyfriend or her husband or whatever. But she walked in. And I'm like, oh, this is the girl. And she's like, oh, my God, you know. So, uh, yeah, because we only dated for a couple of months. Nothing serious. And, uh, you know, she was just. Too far, and I worked too much. She Back corroborated then, I, the story. Yeah, so it was a trip. So that, yeah, Felipe was the very first guy I saw do live stand-up comedy. Wow, dude! And what were you doing before you did stand-up? Oh man, because uh, you were. Yeah, I mean, you and you and you're from uh, what part of LA? Are you from West LA originally, West LA, uh, um, close to Culver City. Okay. So, like, I grew up in Santa Monica. Then I was nine years old. Uh, we moved to West LA by Culver City, and then um, from there we moved to Hawthorne, and okay. that's where I was living when I started doing comedy, Hawthorne. From Hawthorne, we went to Mid-City for a little bit, back to Hawthorne, and that's where I was, was doing comedy. Um, I used to work at FedEx, man. I, right out of high school, I got hired at FedEx and when I was 18. Then when I was 21, I started my own business uh, doing hauling and cleanup for contractors. I was like Sanford and Son, man. <laughs> I would <laughs> haul out the junk, yeah. I would haul out the junk and have residents, people that, you know, wanted the garage cleaned out or the backyard. And went and take know. that shit to the dump? Yeah, we'll take it to the dump, man. I was... I was dirty all the time, but you know, I was making money. Really? Yeah, man. I was making good money back then. You had day, your bro. truck and everything and all that shit? I had, I had a uh, Ford F-350, uh, 12, by seven, 12 by 8 steak bed. Oh, damn. So it was a big truck, you know, and um, that was, you know, I only did that uh, during the week part-time and then the weekends full-time because I worked at FedEx. Okay. You know, and, and it got to the point where I was making more money with that than FedEx, but really? FedEx had the benefits. Okay. You know, so it was cool, man. I liked it. And I gave everything up to pursue comedy full time. Really full? Oh, yeah, man. Back then, I had a girlfriend that was pissed off at me because of that. My father didn't talk to me for a couple of years because of that. Because of stand-up fool? Yeah, because I quit. Because, you know, I quit uh, security, financial security, and health insurance. Yeah, it's you know? beneficios. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, put it this way. Years after I've been doing comedy, we're talking about like eight years of me doing comedy, almost 10 years. My mom every now and then would tell me like, mijo, do you think you can still go back to FedEx? <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, mom, the worst is over. The worst, the worst is, over, is man. over, dude. You know, I'm, I'm getting paid now for what I do. I'm supporting myself, you know, whatnot. And she's talking about going back to FedEx. Yeah, it's because yeah. I don't. I think parents look for the fact that, like, you know, especially, you know, um, Mexican parents with a work ethic, you know, they want you to definitely have a job so, you know, you have money, but also that extra security of having benefits. If something go is to go down, you can yeah. have that coverage, dude. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's, you know, they're your parents, so they're kind of, you know, they're looking out for you. But at the same time, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, man. And how was your, like, uh, where'd you go to high school at, fool? I went to Hamilton High in L.A. So, um, what you call it, uh, in West L.A. Hamilton was it rough High. or what? Um, Not that rough. I mean, it was, it was pretty uh, uh, racially diverse. 30 uh 30 uh, percent black 30 percent latino 30 percent white 10 percent other asian middle oh, eastern wow. whatever okay. you so know you had a nice uh, and it was it was a, yeah but and then even though it was funny because you know there was a lot of thugs that went there but it was a lot of nerds because it was three schools in one it was original hamilton that's what i was just regular high school okay and a music academy oh wow and a humanities magnet all in one really yeah man so it was a trip you know um a lot of smart kids you know and a lot of dumbasses too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I went there. I played sports. I ran track. Played football. We by the time we get there, by the time I got to high school, my brother went to the same school. The football team was uh, awesome. They they kicked ass. And then uh, by the time I got there, uh, we were horrible. Did uh, Ruben Paul go to your school? Is that no? I don't think Ruben Paul. For, I don't know for some reason. Warren Moon went to my school. Oh really? No. He's yeah. from LA. I didn't even know he was from LA, dude. Yeah. 
yeah, Warren Moon. The Houston went to, Oilers, dude. Yeah, and he was like a badass basketball player. In my really? School. Yeah, man. He was a, like an all-around athlete. And who ended up fucking being a wife beater too later on. Yeah, man. Well, you know he uh he uh what you call it uh he's a uh, Ray Rice's godfather. You know that, right? Shut up! Nah, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude. Run to the family. I'm messing with you, man. Uh, Your like, facial fool. expression was a trip. Yeah, because I was like, dude, are you serious, fool? Well, that yeah. fool did is like, damn, dude, fucking pass the fucking torch to that fool. Yeah, man. And what's up? And you never got involved with any fucking street gangs and shit or what? what? I mean, I grew up around them. You know, I got a lot of friends that are in it, uh-huh. but I've never, uh, you know, joined exactly. You know, yeah, but, but you were you? Did you do, dude? I mean, did you do crazy shit too or no? Yeah, I, I, I did some. Not, not, not crazy like you know, <laughs> walk up some somebody and shoot them and shit like that. <laughs> but you know, I've been in the car where stuff is being done, uh-huh. and I've done some other stuff. You know. I, not proud of, but hey, you know they paid the bills. So, okay, so and that was know. before Fe- uh, during FedEx or after that or what? Um, right be- it, right it, before it was, comedy uh, or what? It was during, um, and then it was after as well. Okay, and then uh, then uh, I stopped. You know when I was still doing some shady shit when I got into comedy. Really? In yeah. The beginning was, you know, or what? My first two years of comedy, I looked like a thug, bro. I was bald. Well, I know. Yeah, I know you had. You know, and it's funny because uh, every Latino comedian at that time had the um, the jeans, the denim jeans, and the leather jacket. You know. Yeah. And I remember you had, you had, did you have a fade or you're bald, bald? I was bald, bald. Okay. I was bald, bald. For some bald, reason, I, for some reason, I thought you had a fade for some reason, but yeah. I know your hair was super short. Well, put it during open mic at the Laugh Factory when I first starting out, um, Jamie Masada kicked me out one time because uh, I almost got in a fight in the line. Really? And, and because of the way I look, because I look like a thug. And that was a, and that yeah. was a, the, um, and that was a, the amateur night? Yeah, it was in, in 99. That was back in the amateur night. Really? And what were we going to get a fight for, dude? Um, okay, well, we had to wait in line, you know, to, to get on the, uh, in All the lineup. All day, pretty much, yeah. right? You start you, lining yeah. up at noon. So some guys, you know, they're looking for their shot of fame. Some guys were there from 6, 7 in the morning. Right. I usually get there around 3 p.m., and you're guaranteed a spot, because at 3 p.m., there's, like, between uh, three to six spots left. Right. So I got there at 3 p.m., and well, what happened is the first one would get there, they would start a list, and the list would be by the door, the, with the door that opened up, but the lady came out with the clipboard. Mm-hmm. And if you had to go to... Excuse me, if you had to go to the bathroom, something like that, you know, you walk out to somebody, will hold my spot, hold my spot, whatever. And so people, you know, people there all day, so they'd go out to eat, stuff like that, right? So I'm there, and then one of the comics I knew had been there for a few hours longer than me. So he's like, hey, you want to go eat? I'm like, yeah. So we went to go eat, and uh, we just went down the street and got, not even go eat, went to a store, like a liquor store. Got and some and snacks bought, like, or some shit. Snacks, yeah. We're walking back, and next thing you know, you know, there's like 20-something people in line. It's only 20, the first 20, right? And then I'm all like, well, wait a minute. And some people weren't here before. And then the person in the front is like, yo, man, some guy grabbed the list, ripped it up, and started a new one. Damn. And it was this little Indian guy. I don't know if you remember him. He did a commercial, too. Really? But, yeah, he he uh, he disappeared. I never seen him after What did he look commercial. like? A little, a little dark Indian. Um, Damn, dude. I'm trying to remember, dude. And he kind of looked like the Oompa Loompa from the last uh, uh, chocolate factory. <laughs> you know, he got that kind of look. But anyways, he was there with two big white boys, comics, and then him. And they told me, hey, man, there's a spot. So I went back, and they they were in my spot. I was 14th you know, on the, the original list. Mm-hmm. So I go, and I get in front of them, like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, this was my spot, man. I just went to the store, and I came back, and they just told me, you ripped the list. He's like, so what are you going to do about it? And like I'm, like, I'm like, I'm going to get my spot back. You know, he's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I am. And then the comic I was with, he's like, nah, it's cool, man. We can do it next week. I'm like, nah, I, I, I work, bro. I didn't drive all the way out here for nothing, you know? <laughs> I'm coming for, I'm coming. At the time, I was living in Hawthorne. I go, I drove from Hawthorne, man. I'm not about to go all the way back for nothing, you know? <laughs> and I'm already, I'm already like, um, like six, seven months in, you know? Uh-huh. So I already know how it works, whatever. 
and uh, you know, one of the white boys was like, well, what's up there? And I'm like, oh, you want to get down? Let's do this. You know, because I, I used to get in a lot of fights back in the day. So I was like, oh, I'm down. So what you call it? Uh, I'm like, let's go. Well, the other guy was like, let's go. And then the little Indian guy is like, well, let's get him. I'm like, oh, three on one? They're like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'll be back. I'm going to get my bat. I went to my car. I got my baseball bat. I came back. I swung it a few times. They took off. You know. You swung it at them, fool? Yeah, well, hell yeah, I did. Because it was three on one. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so uh, uh, they took off, you know, and uh, what you would call it, the list got restored. The people that, you know, cheated, whatever, you know, they got kicked out, whatever. And so all the comments, oh, cool, man. Thanks, whatever. So I went and put my bat away, came back. Well, the owner, Jimmy Masada, got wind of it, I guess. Wow. And dude. while I was on stage, uh, I'm on stage for like a minute. They give me the light. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't even cuss or anything like that. Uh-huh. And he talks to me. I guess they told him, and, uh, you know, he was cussing me out. Like, you know, I don't want no thugs in my in my, in my my club. This is my club, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, no fights, whatever. If you come dressed like that again, you never be let in. So I had to start changing my, my style. So you were really probably thugged out looking. What do you look like? You were like Psycho Realm well, or some shit? Well, put it this way. Uh, Noel G., you know, the uh-huh. actor. We met there. We met there. Really? He was doing... Because yeah. I know he did stand-up. He did stand-up. He had like a yeah, he was doing a, a little shtick. Like he had like yeah. the prison outfit and the 40 or the gun too. Oh, yeah, but that was like years after. Oh, so that was that before was, that. That was way before that. Oh, no, wow. I thought when, he did when, that since no, the beginning. He's he, he, he did it in one commercial when he was like in high school and junior high. And that's right. when he got the acting bug. But he was trying to do stand-up because he wanted to get into it. He really right. did. But then his acting career blew up. Okay. Because you know, he was trying to do stand-up like 18 years ago almost, you know. Damn. So we ran into each other. And, you know, we we clicked. And, you know, when people, because people ask him that, like, how'd you guys click? Like, we do open mic. And uh, he's the only one that looked like me. You know? <laughs> I mean, I would, dude, bald, baggy jeans, T-shirts, you know. I used to wear baggy jeans, dude. Back then, I had like a 32 waist. I was wearing like a size 40 pants. You know? <laughs> Back and then it was the opposite of today with pants off. Yeah, yeah. Back then everybody was wearing skinny jeans. Hell yeah, You know, man. nothing but T-shirts. I had, like, you know, my closet full of white T-shirts, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, you know, like I said, I was balled out, whatever. Representing the indoor swap bean huffle. Oh, big time, man. <laughs> hell yeah. Nike Cortezes and, and uh, Damn, you know, My truck was lowered. I had a... Uh, the Ram, 96 Ram that was lowered and stuff. Keeping it gangster, huffle. So, yeah, well, you know, just keeping it real. That's just, you know, the environment. But uh, you know, I was never like 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 I said, never joined the gang. You know, because when I when I was coming up, there was like three gangs that kind of got along back in the day, and you know, my sisters dated guys from one gang, and then you know, most of my friends were from one gang, and then okay. guys that I grew up from junior high and stuff like that. They were, they were literally these gangs were like within a, a couple of mile radius, but two of the the gangs from my high school they were like across the street from each other. And next thing you know, with drugs, they're shooting each other and this and that. And so I never joined because I had friends from everybody. Right. But I winded up hanging out with one particular one, and then there was, those were my boys. And now I'm with them. I backed them up 100. percent So like affiliated you know, so in that I, sense. I got yeah, I got in a lot of fights because of it and whatnot, and uh, you know, did some dirt because of it, stuff like that. But you know, that was back then. Life goes on. Eh? Hell yeah, that was that, that was before fatherhood, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's a trip, dude. And then how'd you meet Martin, dude? Um, I met Martin at, uh, believe it or not, he came out to me. It was at Dublin's. It oh, was Dublin's, really? So you yeah. guys met in Hollywood, fool? Yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, and for everybody that doesn't know, Dublin's was ran by Jay Davis, right? Jay Davis back and in the day. And that's right, right like before. And it was before, the uh, hottest non-comedy club for comedy back in the day. It was even hotter than like the comedy store in the, um, oh, yeah, dude, in the was, Laugh Factory at that uh, time right there. I couldn't understand how this guy got so packed. You know, you know, and for it not being a comedy club. That was kind of like the genesis for uh, what's the name, Dane Cook, to blow up too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because he was the one that was tearing it up there all like during well, the week. But also, Dane Cook was kind of like the comic that people went to go see. Right. You know? It was that. That was kind of like the beginning of the whole little Dane train thing and all that. Yeah. So, um, 
we were there on open mic night, and uh, I guess he heard us talking about comedy because I forgot who I was hanging out with. But Martin came up to me. Frank Lucero. Like, <laughs> might have been Frank, but I don't know who. But he was like, hey, man, you're a comic. I'm a comic, too. And right off the bat, we clicked. For you know? well, the first time I see Martin do stand-up, he was wearing a sarape, dog. Yeah, he used to wear one. Yeah, the Raider one. Yeah, he used to wear a sarape back in the day, bro. And he, did a, he used to do a joke about a car that talked. <laughs> it's Ding. not a door, it's a jar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny, dude? I mean, I know people ended up bagging on him because of the jokes, but those were funny-ass jokes. Yeah, the Chuck Norris one and that in the one, not spoiled, but well taken care of, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and he used to, I used to walk in there and I used to like, who's this old fucking cholo? With a sharp pay but face. But he was never a cholo. No, I know, but he, he had... He was a rocker. Right, no, exactly, because he had the picture from the back of the day to show us. Yeah. But he would... Because the crowd wouldn't be paying attention, but he would be staring him down going, you know what, Rasa? And I was like, you know what I mean? The rest is history, but still. So, yeah, so he and he had a room in uh, San Pedro. Because that's where he's from, w- Wilmington, well, Wilmington, right? Wilmington, yeah. Or he would say Wilmas. Wilmitas? Wilmas. Uh, but, yeah, um, he had a room in uh, San Pedro, and I met G. Rally there. Really? I met, I met G. Rally through Martin. Oh, okay. And they were tight because they used to work together at UCLA, at UCLA right? UCLA Medical. Yeah, so they know we are. Next thing you know, we're a click. We're not a click, but we used to hang out Starting the time to together. And this so how I much thought you guys knew each other from like the beginning. No, uh, man. But this is how long. This is how much me and Martin used to hang out together because people wouldn't recognize or remember our names. So me and Martin, we took it as a joke. So people would be like, "Which one's Benny? Which one's Martin?" So so he would say some shit like, "Do I look gay?" And I'd be like, "Do I look like a monster?" You know. <laughs> I never knew that one. Yeah, man. Because I know, know. there's a funny joke that, uh, well, not a joke, but Felipe, that's back in the day when he was with Carrie, dog. Okay. And uh, I guess you guys went out to eat, and that's when I barely started hanging out. But, um, because I would just go there, hang out real quick, and then leave. But I guess you guys were going, uh, you guys were eating at a restaurant. It was you four, um, from what I understand, from what I remember, uh, Felipe was talking about. And he was something about, like, you know, you've been doing stand up comedy for so long. He's been doing stand up comedy for so long. You guys were like, thought Felipe was hilarious. And then um, Felipe or uh, Martin said that comedy was his uh, his 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 love or like his first love or whatever. And then uh, you turn around and you're like, "Be the smartest." Going, yeah, but she's cheating on him right now. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and that's always that who cracked that fool up, dude. And uh, it made everybody man. laugh, dude. Yeah, well, you know, we used to always take little jabs, but it was like all fun and games, you know, because we all got like back, back then. You know what? It was fun, man. You know, when everybody exciting, huh? Who? Yeah, it was exciting, and you know, and uh, um. You know, when you're starting off, it was just really exciting, you know, and, and um, it didn't feel like a, a, a job as much because it is a job. I remember first time somebody told me, uh, uh, and it was Jeff Garcia who goes, are you working tonight? You know, and um, and I was like, well, nah, man, I'm perform though. You know, it's like, that's right. So you're working. And I, then, but but I didn't, didn't take it hit as, you. It didn't it, dawn on you. Yeah. No, well, also because I wasn't getting paid. So, <laughs> so that's right. But but, you know, uh, um, you're putting in work. Yeah. But Jeff's the one that uh, of all the conversations, I met Felipe first. Then I met Gabriel and Willie, and then I met Jeff. Actually, I met Jeff on my own three months into comedy. Really? I went. Jeff used to run a room called Safari Bar. Yeah. It's and, uh, a Chili's now in West Covina. Yeah, because I went there, and it was already closed. Uh-huh. Because uh, Noe Gonzalez told me about that shit, because, I mean, I went to go see Carlos Mencia. Oh, that was a nice room, bro. At the, um, at the Bray, uh, Bray Improv, and I hit him up. I'm like, hey, man, do you know how I can get started in comedy? He's like, I don't got, you're bothering me right now. I ain't got time for this. Nah, Jeff was really cool, And man. that's when Noe popped out. Hey, bro, fucking, you can go to this fucking room, bro. Fucking ran by that's Jeff Garcia, bro. <laughs> and uh, it's called the Safari Bar, bro. And uh, don't worry about it, bro. He's he just stressed out right now, bro. He's trying, trying to be mean, bro. But everybody asking for an autograph, bro. He was apologizing, though. And then that fool came around. I'm sorry about that. And I was like, oh, don't worry. It's cool. Right on. All right, cool. Later. And then fucking, um, I went there and it was already done with. 
Okay, well, no, well, I, went I heard there. it was a killer room. Though. Oh, it was nice, bro. It was nice. It was like Casa Latina before Casa Latina, man. It was it was nice, packed. And uh, so the very first time I went, uh, you know, I'm three months in, and I had already known who Jeff Garcia was, and I seen him, and I thought he was hilarious. So I went up to him, like, hey, man, you know, my name is Benny, and I'm, I'm starting to do comedy over. He goes, hey, man, here's my card. Call me, you know. And this is how old school it was, because it was a beeper number. Right. Uh, damn. Yeah, yeah so, dude. So he's like, hit me up, man. You know, everybody had beepers then. I yeah, remember. So he goes, I, I was kind of out of the beeper game by that time. I, know, I, had, I still have mine. He's like, he's like, hit me up and I'll shoot you a bunch of spots so you can go perform. Because, you know, I, I even knew like half a dozen spots Okay. You know, on my own. Jeff helped me out get some more and introduced me to some other open micers and uh, slowly like that. Started, you know, driving around in rooms and stuff. I and mean, I would drive an hour and a half to do three minutes. Bro. Oh, me too, fool. I would always drive from Riverside, LA, do three minutes, five yeah. minutes. It was all, that's all there was. That's all I could do. Oh, yeah, man. So it was a trip, man. Uh, um, uh, so that's that's how, it, that's how it started, man. But like I said, you know, I knew Gabriel, Jeff, uh, Willie, and the other guys. Um, Willie would give you advice, but more more as uh, uh, it had something to do with females, you know, back in the day. Felipe <laughs> would just say, Felipe wouldn't give me, like, wouldn't really help me out with my jokes. You would every now and then he would say try this word, you know, but that's it. But Gabriel never really helped me out. Jeff's the only one that actually ran through my whole set and just tagged it up for me. So helped you out with structure, yeah, the sequence, and all what that. What he stuff. used to do is, uh, in uh, in his house, in one of his bedrooms, he had like a mic, you know, in the middle of the, of the room, and him and two of the comics, Edwin San Juan and Fly, Steve Fly, because they were all really tight. Uh, you um, bother so, me right now. Yeah. <laughs> So they had me just go through my set, but just talk. Don't he goes, don't act it out. Just just talk the way you're talking to us. Do your whole set. And back then, I only had like twenty something minutes of. Material. And as cheesy as that sounds, uh, that constructive stuff helps, dude. Oh, believe me. I don't me. give a fuck what anybody oh, says. Yeah, because you know you believe me. Everybody needs help at something. So I needed help to get funnier and, and to you know get my my material, uh, get get more material. Cause you know how nowadays young comics been doing comedy like how long you been doing comedy a year how much time you got about forty minutes like no you don't <laughs> yeah, have forty minutes go, you're gonna go up there and talk yeah man so I had um and I had about twenty twenty three minutes of material and so I, I talked into the mic and while I'm talking these three dudes are smoking out and just tagging it up every time I said something wherever any one of them thought of something they had their own mic and they would just say you can say this you can say that so then you go so next thing you know. You know, it wound up being like an hour recording of them just saying, so I just listened to it and I wrote down whatever I thought was funny and whatnot. Yeah, because he was so. at that time, Jeff was a kind of progressive in like the technology um, era because he was kind of following from Encia. Like when they would go do shows, yeah. he, he'd step out of the show and he, he'd burn you a CD if you wanted for 10 yeah, bucks. Believe it or not, yeah, actually, when you think about it, you know, I didn't think about it back in the day, but yeah, uh, Jeff was actually pretty advanced for a comic back then, you know? He, uh, he 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 would recordings, you know. He had he he built a studio in his house, you know. Nothing yeah. fancy. It was kind of like if you, if you watch that movie, uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton, you know, the way they started off. Or Hustle and Flow. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> how that's how he started off, you know. That's how he had, you know. And but he was he was uh he was very advanced for back then, you know. I mean, when it came to technology, when it came to stuff like that, he knew. Jeff used to trip me out because it's not just b- about being funny and writing jokes, but he would tell you the aspect about, you know, if a club holds this many people and this many people, you know, to get in and the percentage he gets and, and the drinks, whatever. I mean, he would break it down like numbers, and I was just amazed. Of yeah, he had a, very, a good business background. Yeah, he was very, very business savvy, man. When he totally. came to everything about comedy. And um, he's the first one that, you know, said, you know, comedy is not just a hobby. It's, you know, it's, it's a passion whenever it's an art form. And, and I believe that. You know, that's for livelihood. Huh? There's a lot of comics that I that knew when I started off that just they, they thought it was just fun. They would do it though. Oh, I'm just trying to get some girls and stuff like that. You know? Oh, hell yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Getting girls would be fun back in the day. But if you're not funny, you're not getting anything. And, <laughs> wait, wait, I'll tell you another story, for example. This okay, one. And then I'm pretty sure you, you experienced this yourself at the Wild Coyote. 
after the show at the Wild Coyote, usually when people would be leaving, you know, the comics would be at the door. We would be either outside or right by the door. Chilling. Um, everybody would usually come up to Felipe, Willie, or Gabriel, whoever the funny guys were, like, hey, you were awesome, blah, 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 blah. So this is, you know, back then, you know, uh, uh, me and Martin were hanging out, and, uh, you know, we both went up, and we both bombed, right? It was, it was bad. <laughs> Felipe killed it. Gabriel killed it. Willie, you know, Willie was Willie. He killed it, whatever. So as people walking by, uh, girls, you know, like some hot chicks were going up to Felipe and 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 and, and uh, Gabriel, like, oh, you're really funny and you guys are really cute. And me and Martin looking each other like, what? Cute, you know. <laughs> so, so that's why Mar- Martin Martin looked at me. He's like, we need to make noises, you know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Because you know, Gabriel would make a lot of sound sound effects. You know, you're killing me right oh. now, dog. Hey, dude, that's just you know. I mean, they knew we were saying that because we told them, obviously. But that's oh just how we were just trying to emanate anything that's gonna get us like girls and make us funnier, you know. Yeah, because it's, it's it's getting girls in the stand-up comedy game. It's, 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 diff- it's different than real life getting girls. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's totally different. I mean, Larry Omaha one time told me the funniest Powers. thing when he when he yeah exactly he goes yeah. he goes uh, you have comedy superpowers steamy if you have a great set within one hour of that set within one mile you should be able to get a girl and I was like are you serious He's never like, leave the club yeah. never leave the spot where you performed at yeah so. It didn't happen to me until years, years in the very first time I got a girl from comedy, and uh, Felipe was kind of mad about it. You can ask Felipe since he's with him all the time. No, yeah, but I, I, I remember. You heard the story? I, no, I remember this one time where you got this girl that she wanted to go with you, and uh, and Willie got mad. Yeah, and he said, "Go with the open micer then." He all, <laughs> but he got mad because you know he thought he was supposed to have like. Um, the Mac chick, you know. Well, a- Willie, Willie, anybody at that club. Willie had first dibs. He would tell everybody, <laughs> "Hey, this was mine. First dibs." Hey, whatever, bro, you know? I did with this one. That was so, he'd tell you those so little so stories. He, he was like, he was the man back then. Everybody, right, you know, yeah. yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, Willie's here, Willie." You know, that was it. But no, so what happened was, <laughs> Felipe uh, hit me and Martin up to go with him to Bakersfield. Right, this was my first out of LA Road trip. Gig. Yeah, first, you know, out, uh, out of you know, even though Bakersfield was like, come on, it's like driving to. Uh, 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 Riverside, you know, sort of. <laughs> it's farther, dog. Well, it's farther, but you get it kind of fast. Right, you know, right, so right. It's, it's not, you're not going to spend four hours yeah, in the car. Yeah, it'd be different if you say San Diego, you know. San Diego's like, that's a whole different, you know, uh, world over there. It looks different over there, yeah. there yeah. But so, so Bakersfield, whatever, you know. So anyways, uh, um, I had my truck. Felipe's all like, look, man, I'll give you 50 bucks and I'll pay for the gas. I'm like, cool. And he told Martin he'll give him 50 bucks, right, because I, I had my my, uh, my Dodge truck. So we drive out there. We get to the spot. It was some, uh, I think it was called the Gold Rush. It was a bar. I'm not sure. Felipe might know the name because it was, you know, the one time I was there. But just, I remember it because, you know, the show didn't happen. So what happened was we get there and we're walking in. I'm like, hey, it's looking kind of empty for a comedy show. <laughs> so, you know, we're walking out the whole spot and we finally went to like the bottom uh, the, the room where the show was supposed to happen. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's like kind of dead. And Felipe's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So, so the manager sees us and he sees Felipe, you know. And he's, hey, what's up, man? Bye, bye. I guess you know he was. He's been there before. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, manager was like, "Hey, man, as long as you're here, do you want to do some stage time?" And Felipe was like, "Well, what are we talking about? I'm here for the show." So we talking about goes, the show. I was booked for a show. And the, you know the manager told him like, "Oh, didn't the promoter call you? He canceled it." So it was a canceled show. Oh, so Felipe was like, "Oh man, I drove these two guys. You know, we came all the way down here. You know, from L.A." So the manager was like, "Let me see what I can do." So went 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 to his office whatever, came back out, and I don't know how much money he offered Felipe, but he goes, "Look, man." He, I'll give you some money if you perform whatever. So Felipe looked at me and Martin. He's like, all right, you're not getting paid no more. 
But uh, if you want to perform and, you know, Benny, I'll still, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get you gas and I'll buy you guys food. So we're like, all right, cool, fuck it. Fuck you know? it. So, yeah, so we, we were down. We were just happy to perform. Remember, I was excited the first time out of, out of uh, L.A. And we're talking about 15 people in the audience, whatever. So I do seven minutes. I think uh, Martin does uh, seven or eight. Felipe did like 45, you know, which back then I used to be amazed. I'm like, how can he remember all that shit? You know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then, but with time you start doing it yourself. And now I have young comics. Sometimes they talk to me the way I used to look or look up to me. They tell me the way I used to look up to, uh, you know, uh, Felipe and, and, uh, and Willie and stuff. Especially like that. when Jeff, you make it look you know? easy. Yeah, exactly. Because believe you know, Felipe made that like, 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 damn, you know. And you Second still got nature. more to go, yeah. And because I knew, you know, I knew some of his sets, you know, some of his jokes. And I'm like, man, he didn't do this joke. This guy has material, you know. So anyway, so um, show's over, and there's you know some some white girls there, some black girls there, a couple Latinas, whatever. Not that many people, but there's one Latina that's flirting with me, you know, like like from the minute I got off stage. And Martin saw this, right? So she's flirting with me, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, uh, during the show, she's talking to me like, oh, blah 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 blah. And then uh, you know, then uh, after the show, there's dancing, whatever. So. I go to the bathroom or something, I come back, and Felipe's dancing with her, you know, which is no big deal. But then Felipe kind of got greedy because he started talking to all these other girls, right? Felipe <laughs> got greedy. Because he was talking to different girls, right? He was talking to two girls <laughs> and this and that. So, this so what happened hilarious. is even, even Martin danced with the girl, but, you know, he wasn't, like, flirting with her. But, you know, like, let's dance. So, no, I was like, cool, whatever. So Felipe stopped dancing with her. Go talk to some other girl. So she comes back to me. And so we're talking, whatever. So she's like, let's get out of here. I'm like, all right, cool. So I told Martin, I hid the keys to my truck. Because she's like, I got a car. I'm like, cool. Here's the keys to my truck. I'll call you. Let me know where you're at. You know, have to drop So, you know, me and the girl, we go somewhere. We do the do, whatever. <laughs> I, I can't really get into specifics. Right, right, you know, right, right, right. So anyways, so she drives me back off there at this taco spot, right? So we go back to the taco spot, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm happy I didn't get paid. But, you know, I got laid. It's like that. my first time, you know, for comedy. So we're driving back. And uh, Martin's driving my truck, Felipe's shotgun, and I'm in the back. And, you know, all of a sudden, I'm sleepy. You know, <laughs> you know, you know that was, it was good then, you know. Yeah. So I'm kind of falling asleep, and we're talking, whatever. And we're finally, when, we, when we're getting to the grapevine, we're hitting the, the, the hill, Felipe looks back, and he, 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 <laughs> and he says it, you know, really sarcastically. And, 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 like, you can tell he's upset. He goes, I don't know about you, but I'd rather be funny than get laid any day of the week. Right? <laughs> and... And I look at him, and I use his own joke against him. You can ask Martin, you can ask Felipe about this. I looked at him, and I go, yeah, but I came, bitch. And Martin fell out. Martin <laughs> fell out. Martin was like, ha! How you know how he used to laugh? Ha! Ah, ha! Dude, probably right? not surprised he didn't crash uh, the, uh, crash uh, the uh, truck. Bro. He started laughing, and <laughs> Felipe looks back, and he goes, you got me, Benny Mena. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of my first experiences, man. And I'm like, this is awesome. I can't wait to do this again, you know? Oh, that's it. That's it. Uh, as for those, you know, you guys are gonna listen. As me and uh, uh, Rodrigo here are talking, we're noticing uh, the Cubs just won the World Series, man. Oh my God! The Cubs won eight to seven on the bottom of the tenth. Damn! It's I think crazy, the coolest man. part is right now when I seen the first baseman catch the ball and put it in his pocket. That was kind of sweet. But oh, anyway, I didn't see that. Did he put it in his pocket. Yeah. Congratulations oh. to those fools. Having what seventy years finally? Or they didn't even Something win. They just like went that, there, yeah, right? Man. The curse hey, of Cleveland, the don't be so sad. You got a, a basketball NBA championship. Hey, man, they uh, had two chances yesterday for two uh, games, right? Yeah. They yeah, pushed yeah. it to the end. And you know what? Um, I uh, I got family in Chicago. I got friends in Chicago. Congratulations to them. Uh, and Chicago's, you've been there, right? It's yeah, a man. beautiful city, man. I love yeah. it, man. So Wait. I guess this goes out to the homie Rory Hill, man. Well, you know, I, I lived there for like six months when I was 21 when I was doing my, my, my shady stuff. And so, what do you do? Uh, what was your shady stuff? Just push your product or you don't want to get into it? I don't want to get into it, man. Okay. 
But uh, but yeah, basically, uh, um, I had it going on in Chicago. And it's a trip though because Chicago ended up uh, being a be- uh, a hotbed for all those murders and stuff. And like even like there was two mm. young brothers, dude, just like what four years ago that they were pushing stuff for Chapo or whatever, and they ended up turning states evidence and everything. That's a big old hub for distribution of the well, cause it's center. white pony, it's, right? It's considered the center of the uh, of uh, the country, the Midwest. Yeah, it's, it's considered the center of the the hub. Yeah, so every, everything goes there, and from there it goes to wherever it's gonna go. And all right, so it, from when it comes from over there from mexico you know obviously it goes up from um you know peru or like colombia it, yeah. it goes there and before it comes to la before it goes to new york it goes to chi town fool no, no no if it's coming from mexico it'll come to la first oh, okay yeah obviously so, yeah but so so if it goes to the east coast florida new york anything like that or ohio something like that it goes to chicago first, first and then it goes and there. then it goes somewhere okay else, so yeah. the first time that shoots over goes to la or chi town or, yeah. or texas well it comes it comes either from texas la uh or california or arizona all the border states. Oh damn, dude! You know, and then uh, from there they distribute it to Chicago, and Chicago goes wherever it's gonna go. And they say, I mean, I know like there's a lot, a lot of black, pe- uh, bl- black kids or black people or black gangsters killing each other, but supposedly like a lot of that when they caught those two brothers, it messed up a lot of money and a lot of people had to die. Probably, yeah. I mean, because uh, most of the drugs are coming from uh, from down south, you right? Know? So if 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 it's it's put this way. What we back in the day for stress, we're talking about like you no know, twenty one years ago with seeds and stems. Yeah, and with all seeds that. and stems, it was like what fifty bucks an ounce back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so same fifty bucks, it would be like a hundred fifty two hundred dollars in Chicago. Damn, for dude. stress. For stress. For stress. That's those 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 were back then. What was it called? Uh, uh, Cush red. prices. Oh yeah, and it was those yeah. red hair stuff that was packed in a tire and a gas. Oh, chronic. Tank. Back then it was chronic. Yeah, and, and the chronic wow. was the first thing that came out that that started changing. Uh, Twenty bucks a gram, dude. Yeah, man. Even went up all the way to seventy, eighty dollars an eighth. Yeah, that's, that's the good, that, good stuff. That's what stopped all the stress uh, production. <laughs> well, that's crazy though, man. Benny Mena, dog. Yeah, man. That's comedy, dude. Comedy for came, life, not doing comedy, man. And um, that's a trip, man. Now you're in a, you know, you're a father, dude. Two years now. How's that changed your uh, whole perspective? Oh man, being a, you know what. I'm loving life, bro. I, I think because I'm older, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like, like young guys have uh, uh, kids, you know, uh, if they're in a relationship and they're happy relationship, you know, they're happy. But, you know, young guys that have, you know, I got this girl pregnant, oh, man, you know, and they don't stress really, it out. They, yeah, they stress out. They don't really take, you know, they, they, they give money, but they're not part of the, the, the kid's life. The you know? <laughs> man, I love it, man, especially because I'm older. And I've always liked kids, you know, well, you know, I got I got two nephews that people think they're mine because they're yeah, always you're super me close and, with and, them. Yeah, I'm really close to them. And, and now they got my own kid. It's just amazing, you know. And I'm I'm, I'm uh, 42, and uh, I'm really appreciating the fact that I have a son. I'm really glad I had a son because we know when I was 40, my family was starting to think I was gay, you know. Cause, cause <laughs> even I, even how you because I mean you don't appear to be a gay dude, you know what I mean? But they were just questioning the fact. Or hey, porque no tienes hijos? You know, why don't you have kids? <laughs> You know, but you know, I mean, then you're gay, but it's, it's just a joke. Right. You know, the members like, oh, maybe he doesn't really want to have kids, whatever. But no, but I got my kid, and um, it it it's uh, it's to me, I think it made me a better person. He made me a better person, you know. As in, what, in what sense too, though, dude? Like, I mean, you're you're less wild now, or you oh, used well, to fly off the handle a little bit more, or what? Okay, well, you know, when you first met me, you remember I used to drink a lot. I still right. get drunk, whatever, you know. But, but you always do the kind of like contain yourself. You never got too crazy. You never. Well, not, I, I can hold myself, no, but but I mean, just getting drunk. But I got three DUIs, bro. You know. And, okay, I didn't and, know about that. Yeah. But. So, um, what you call it? So after my kid, um, well, even before my kid, I, I slow down on drinking. But with my kid, um, you know, whenever I'm, I'm, we go anywhere from family function, mm-hmm. even if it's one beer, I'm like, nope, I won't, I won't drink You're a good. drop when I'm with my son. Uh, it was same thing with my nephews too. Like uh, my girl's family, they they think I don't drink, 
you know, but they used to think I don't drink because, you know, I never drank. I'm like, look, I can probably I drink you under the table, but I, I'm driving right now, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got the kids, you know, I'm responsible. But um, that's what well, he changed my, my life in this because back back then. Well, also, I think I stopped hanging out because of my just just I was I was tired, burned out. You know, as a young comic, you know, if you're not performing, you still want to go and hang out and network. Right. And that's something I'm trying to get back into now because I know it's needed. You know, you, you need to network uh, for all the young comics out there. You need to network, get to know people. Um, if, you, if, you know, you can get work or, net, you know, if you're not getting paid, you get some stage time. Somebody stay help you Stay in out. the mix. Yeah, just stay in the mix. You know, st- uh, that way you know about upcoming rooms or, or upcoming auditions or whatever. Whatever it is, you know. Yeah, you got you to keep your, you know, your ears in the street. So, anyways, um, right before the baby, you know, I kind of stopped that because, you know, I was, I was – been doing comedy this long so if i was like well i'm not performing I'm, I'm gonna stay home and relax when i first started i was out there seven days a week i was trying to get stage time doing everything i hustled my ass off and then you know the fact that i'm running all these rooms and trying to you know getting booked so it's stressful running a room you know oh hell of, yeah dude. Well, this is, goes out to all the comics and never run a room and give guys a hard time because there's not enough people in the audience or or the money you know there's not you know it's one thing when a guy straight out you know like like burns you for money but if you know if you know the guy didn't make any money uh because i've there's, i've done some shows where Comics, nobody make any money, and most of them are cool. But there's that one comic. No, man, I want to get paid this much. You know, you told me, no, so I gotta come out of pocket. So I'm losing even more now. <laughs> oh hell so yeah, dude! I just don't book those guys anymore. You know, that's, that's all it is. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm, I, I, you know me, man. Cut them loose. I, I've always been an honest guy when it came to paying comics. Comics know me. They'll do my rooms, and when I tell them this is the budget, that's because that's what the budget is. You know, oh, hell if yeah. it's more, it's more. You know, I always, if it, I, I always pay good, man. I always pay, you know, what it should be. So, anyways, um. Having with my kid now, I I don't I hardly go out, but I'm starting to go out now. He's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to go out, but it's changed me in the fact that uh, um, my act, you know, uh, uh, my act changed now. You know, back when I was younger, my act uh, uh, after shows, it was a type of act where girls would flirt. I mean, that's how I met his mom. You know, <laughs> you know. But now, you know, when I come out, you know, people are like, oh, you know, congratulations on the kid. You know, it's it's it's, it's made me more of a family man, more domesticated. You know, and and it made me a bitch. Because ever since my son, sense? ever since my son was born, when I see those commercials of like the homeless kids and stuff, I feel like crying, bro. Yeah, I, sad, no, but, but ever since my son, I feel like a bitch, bro. I really do. I get sad, or or or, or like for example, uh, when my girl before the, my baby, um, when we'd go to the store, or something like that, like Bed Bath and Beyond or, or IKEA, whatever, she'd be like, "Oh, look at that," you know, I'd be like, "Oh, that's gay. We don't need that shit." And now when she looks at something, I'm like, "Oh, that's a beautiful piece. Yeah, we should get that," you know. <laughs> so it's, it's all about him now. Yeah, you know, it's all about my son now, or 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 her, but but. Uh, right. um, yeah, being a father has really changed me, and it made me, you know, I'm as wild as I was, even as a kid, you know, because you know when we were kids, uh, uh, we used to play on the streets and you know run, play football on the streets, you know, be gone all day uh, on yeah, your bike, be, all be that gone, shit. Uh, do crazy shit on the bikes, you know, all our pants had holes on the knees, you know. My son's, uh, you know, he's only two years and, uh, and three months old, but uh, I worry for everything. I'm, I'm, I'm a overprotective father. I do let him. We're at the park when he falls. I'm like, come on, get up. You can do it. Get up. You know. But when he's like on top of uh, the monkey bar, not the monkey bars, but like you know the little jungle gym where they got when, fall when, or top, like when he comes to the edge, I stand right there with my hands Real up. Real like, cautious. Yeah, man. You know. But even though he knows, like he'll, he'll. He he messes with me too, man. Cause he like stick his foot out. He really does. He sticks his foot out. and He's like ah, you know. And then he just laughs at me, you know. So I guess he knows that that I'm overprotective, but um, yeah, it made me more mellow, man. I hardly drink. I don't party. Like this is my life: comedy, going to the casino because you know I like to play yeah, poker, and then spending time with my son. That's Hell it. Yeah, my son dude. and my nephews. That's it. You know, um, and uh, ho- hopefully, you know, my acts change in a funny way still. Because sometimes when you you change your style or change change, you know, you know, the material sometimes doesn't hit. 
But right. you know, good thing I'm I'm still still on point with what I got to say. And you're people, feeling it. Yeah, I feel it, and people are feeling it because I talk about the truth. You know, anything yeah. happens in my life. You know, those comments that have those com- type of jokes that just make shit up. You know, <laughs> some of it's funny. Yeah, some yeah, of, some, yeah. Some of them are funny. You know, but but I talk about. After right you got to scoop out reality, man. Yeah, man. So that's that's about it, man. And then just uh, now it's all about uh, you know, when I got extra money, I you know like, all right, well, my son's gonna need milk. My son's gonna need this. You know, no more. Uh, I used to buy myself a lot of tennis shoes back in the day. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to yeah. Little I, I, sneaker I, game on point. Yeah, but now, you know, I, um, I think the last time I bought sneakers uh, was, man, the beginning of summer. <laughs> <laughs> beginning of summer. I used to buy literally about two, three pairs of sneakers uh, a month. Whether I, needed, whether I needed them or not, you know. Now, I, you know, it's all about it's all about my kid, man. So, that, it, it, I like the way it's changed me. I That's like the way what's it's up, changed dude. Me. Yeah, man. Congratulations, Thank dude, you, on man. that. And thank you very much for doing the podcast, hey, and we'll do you, some man. more, no, we, dude. We, we, we've been uh, trying to get together yeah, for a long time, been, man. The thing, and that's the thing, dude. It's like, you know, making the effort, too. And I recorded one earlier. I was like, dude, I have to get it done. You know, fuck traffic, this and that, how to take care of other things. But, dude, it's hey, good to sit down and talk to you. What's well, up, real quick, because I know, I know the time's up, and we talked about, you know, like what's going on with me and stuff like that. Uh. But, but why don't we tell two stories of our history? There's two funny. Not, well, there's one that's hilarious. What, the one with, <laughs> the, with that one? With uh, the girl? Yeah. And then the other one? Okay. Uh, well, no, but, but, okay. Which one? I think I'm the one that took you on your first out-of-state road no, gig, we right? No, we did the triple run. Huh? We did the triple one. We did like... It what? wasn't a triple run, but it was something similar. What was it? Yeah, it okay. wasn't triple. I thought I got, it was a triple I, run. No, That's I, what I always kept I saying. I got booked by different promoters in, in Seattle, in Washington area. We did and Portland. It, yeah, we did Portland. We did... Uh, um, Oregon, so Oregon, Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma. And then uh, and, uh, a couple of little... Walla Walla. Walla Walla. Walla. That was and the last one. And then we did one. some ones in California. Uh-huh. And, but it wasn't triple. It was me getting booked, and I brought you. Yeah, yeah. And I brought you for a specific reason. And to drive? No, not to drive. Because I needed to talk to you about about your boy. Who, Sebastian? Alfred. Remember back then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I also brought you because I even told you. I said, you've gotten funnier and I wanted to bring you along. You yeah, know? I remember I got a, t- a speeding ticket on that train. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, we got a ticket. No, no, you, then- say, you said we got it. You woke me up. I was sleeping. We were in Sacramento, I think. We were in Sacramento or something like that. And you woke me up. And you're like, yo, man, I'm getting pulled over. And I was like, what? He's like, I'm getting pulled over. I'm like, what? For speeding. What should I do? And I was like, you're going to get a ticket. What can you do, you know? And then uh, remember, the cops kept my registration. Yeah. And remember? did and he that, keep my ID, too, or something? No, no. Uh, we thought he kept your ID. But no, it was just my registration. And then he mailed and it to me or to you? No, he mailed it to me. But remember, um, we flagged down another cop. And we had him, remember, we parked behind him? Yeah, and, 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 and told I, him about and, it. And I walked up to the car, and this guy, first thought we were going to do something, because yeah, he, he was like, ready to blast us. Dude. And, and yeah, don't, don't ever park behind a cop and get out your car on the highway and walk up to them, all right? Dude, I didn't even know any yeah. better, dude. So, yeah, because, you know, we, we were young, man. So I think I was like, what, uh, uh, we were barely like 30 years old, 31 years old, something Well, yeah, like that. if you were 31, then I was like 27. Something like that, yeah, you know. Because I think I was only doing comedy. Yeah, I was 31 because I was doing comedy barely six years. Yeah, at that so time was, I was probably was, doing it four. It was my first uh, out-of-state headlining gigs. Yeah, you know? yeah. I remember you were all, you drank those Washington apples and yeah, you did an hour. Yeah, Walla Walla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did an hour, yeah. That old redhead, huh? Yeah, also because of uh, uh, that one racist heckler. I got some jokes out of it. Yeah, remember? yeah, that was weird. Dude. We're but, Walla I mean, Walla but it handled it, though. Cold as hell. Oh, and, my and God, this, dude. this dude's wearing flip-flops and a Hawaiian shirt, remember? <laughs> I was yeah, going dude. off on him for that. So uh, for those who don't know, Walla Walla is a small town in Washington, and uh, in uh, eastern Washington, and it's known for three small colleges and one huge prison. That's what <laughs> it was. That's what it was. Cause that all drink was real smooth, though. Yeah, dude, yeah. Washington, Washington apple. Washington apples. Was, was it the, like vodka? And no, no. It's uh, 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 Crown Royal. And what else? Because it, it ended up being like reddish, right? Yeah. Well, well it has like uh, um, um, 
grenadine. That, and, that's and, what it and gave some it. Some other that. stuff, you know, and then like some kind of like apple sour, sour whatever. But anyways, uh, um, we went out there. You got the spinning tickets, so we went out to the cops, and he he he, he radioed the other cop because we showed him the ticket, so he was, you know he's like, no, I don't have it. But by the time we got back, it was in the mail because I guess he, when he got to the station, yeah. he realized he had it. Because I remember p- pictured it that it was still on his clipboard, dude. But I remember, okay, so we did all these other shows and it was fun and stuff like that. Uh, and then we did Walla Walla and you asked me not to drink because Gabriel and the guys were in Sacramento or, or San Francisco at the punchline. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you wanted to catch the show. But you know, we were like 11 hours away or something like that. Yeah, So you like, you were like, hey, can we wake up like at 5 and leave? And I was like, yeah, no problem. You're like, hey, can you do me a favor? Because I was getting drunk every night. And you were all like, can you not drink? I'm like, yeah, no problem. But then the, 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 what it was is somebody returned their drink, the Washington Apple. Uh-huh. And the bartender goes, because remember, we weren't getting free drinks. We just got free food and like a soda. Yeah, that's and right. And the food was good, though. Hell and, yeah. And then, uh, um, good-ass burger. So I was like, I'll take it. And you looked at me, and you're like, oh, come on, man. I'm like, dude, it's free. You know, I'm not like, going to buy it. <laughs> do you remember that? Far, yeah. yeah so I'm, I, not, I'm starting getting like, glimpses of it because yeah, I so, totally forgot yeah, about all that. Because you were that, telling dude. me, don't drink, don't drink, because you didn't want to make it drunk, you know, and, and not make it to wake up early. So I drank that, and then I, I asked for another one for the stage time. You're like, hey, bro, it's just for the stage, just for the stage. And I'm on stage for like 10 minutes they when I finish it. They started sending them to you, right? They started sending them to me. The audience did. I wind up doing like seven or eight of them. And, and you know, uh, if you go to a bar here in L.A., order like a Washington Apple, they're like the little little cups. Over there, they were pint no, sizes. Yeah, the pints. They were pints. I, I had like six they or seven pints. They had a big-ass straw in there. Without, and somebody sent me some shots. And so next thing you know, I, I was slurring. Because I remember I asked you. It was my first time doing like an hour. And I asked you, like, how did I did? you like, and your response was hilarious. Because you're like, you did good, man. I mean, it wasn't like bringing the pain or anything. But... <laughs> But, but but you were good. You know? No, you were good though. And I was, I was well, I was a big Chris Rock fan. At yeah, the time. well, no, so was I. So when you said that, I got it, you know. But I was drunk. I was like, all right, fuck it, yo. So, um, but it was a good set though. You handled it. Yeah, I winded up, I winded up, you know, getting hammered, and you had to wake me up early in the morning, and we we're driving, and I was like, you're driving, I mean, and we got there because I think you were gonna get a guest spot. If we got yeah, we got time. there a little bit late. We got there a little bit late, but we still saw the show. It was fun. We Hang saw out. Gabriel. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, we saw. I think we saw the ending of the guy before in Felipe. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, a little uh, bit. It was cool. It was cool. But then, um, did have you told them about uh, you know, when you lost your virginity? Have you talked about it on, on your podcast? No, 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 no. Uh, would it be cool? Or? No, that's cool. But I didn't lose my virginity that one no, time. No, no, you didn't lose it. No, no. But I'm saying is, why did why didn't you do what I wanted you to do? Oh, all right, fool. It's cause, dude, I'm weird. I'm picky, dude. Like I like. All right, the chick was totally into me. No, no. But tell them, uh, you were still a virgin. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, Rodrigo almost became the real life forty year old virgin. Right. This is basically. <laughs> so this basically what happened is we still hang out. You know, the wild coyote. If you were funny, you know, uh, you know, those girls all over. Right. You know, you just wait for Willie to pick his, and then you can pick whatever you wanted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way it was. You, you gotta know? wait for the married man yeah. to pick his chick. Yeah, man. So, so then, uh, um, what you call it? Uh, uh, but you know, you hooked up. You hooked up. It was fun. Whatever. So. We got some girls. Was it there or Casa Latina? No, it was there, dude. It was there, yeah. So, so we, we, me and Rodrigo hooked up, right? You know, we, we're both like early 30s. No, actually, we were before 30. I think yeah, this, yeah. this is before 30. So we're in our 20s, whatever. And we go back to uh, uh, their place. And the girl that uh, hooked up with Rodrigo, you know, she really wanted him. She was doing, she actually literally went and got dressed more sexy and, and, and uh, was like totally teasing him. And this was just sitting in the couch watching TV. And she's like, you know, you want to go to my room? He's like, no, this is a cool movie right here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all like, dude, get the fucking room. The you room? Should, I don't, I'm one of those fools. I don't know nothing about this. You should have just told me, dog. 
No, man, because you, because what you said afterwards pissed me off. Remember? Oh, that's where you got yeah, pissed. Because I was being really cool, and my dude, come on, was, you know, she was not like, no, I mean, this movie's cool, whatever, and and so, like maybe about forty minutes of trying, she gave up. She gave up, right? So because of that, nothing happened with me, you know. Because remember, she was all like, well, if I'm not gonna get any neither you, you know, told the girl I was with. So I was like, fuck. So we wind up leaving. We're walking out the door, and as we're walking out the door, this fool goes, man, at least I wish you would have gotten a blowjob. And I'm like. <laughs> the fuck oh bro she would have done anything you wanted but but your ass was like no i want to watch tv you know this is a good movie right here (laughs) (laughs) oh man it was hilarious bro yeah dude that was a trip dude it was the the thing is dude i didn't like her dog and she was kind of fat so i mean yeah she was but i mean you were kind of fat too yeah (laughs) but i but you know i mean i was shallow and i I don't know i just i didn't want it to be i didn't want that to be my first or nothing dog so yeah that was that was you know a little background background story on us but uh we actually had a lot of uh, uh experiences and uh pretty much the good thing is we've always been cool yeah yeah we've yeah, yeah cool. dude. That, well the thing is dude like i mean you know the thing is the comics have egos you know just as humans do but i think people take it too far i mean we had a conversation before we even started a podcast about motherfuckers saying they're gonna blow up and they can do whatever they want on stage or you know yeah. run lights but i never had that dude i never wanted to be a dick or and i've seen comics go at it because of ego and because oh, yeah. of shit and i didn't want to be one of those dudes they go at it because of ego, because, you know, uh, comics go at it. I've seen comics argue for something that had nothing to do with each, each, either of them because they're hanging out with other comics, you know, bigger name comics. Yeah, dude. And, and uh, they're, 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 they're bosses or whatever you want to call them <laughs> aren't, aren't getting along, so they start fighting and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I've never been part of a clique. I've always been, you know, even though I'm, I'm really good friends with a lot of comics, you know, like Jeff Garcia, but I've never been part of his camp right, or whatever right, you want right. to call it. But he's always been good. To this day, he's one of my good friends, one of my best friends, you know. We don't see each other, talk to each other a lot. But, but you guys do. are cool. But when we see each other, uh, we just actually worked together for the first time in, in, in months uh, this past Saturday. And it was like, hey, what's up, big dog? You know, we're talking, whatever, had a good time, you know, had some drinks together, whatever. But uh, um, I've never been part of a camp, so I've always been by myself. I've always been a hustler. I've always been trying to produce shows and, you know, um, and then as I've gotten, you know, uh, older in the comedy game, you know, more veteran style, uh, I've been helping out young comics. Because when I started off and when you started off, um, I don't know how it was with you, but I didn't get that help that much. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? a, and it's also, it's also too, it's like, you know, some fools can be colder for who you hang out with. But also it's like you can only get so much. Yeah. You know, so that you got to go out there and, you yeah, know, you, do your own yeah. little thing. But so I always help my young comics. I always give a young guy. Uh, or two, you know, stage time on my shows, you know, guest spots, whatever. Try to give them advice. Some listen, some don't. You know, <laughs> uh, 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 a lot don't. You know, they. It's changed. A lot of young comics, are, uh, their egos are huge, man. Oh yeah, it's you hilarious, know? dude. And uh, yeah, so but but you know, there are some nice, cool ones out there. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, just always always been cool with each other, man. We never had issues, you know. Um, uh, well, for a little bit, you were getting out of hand when you and Alfred were young. You guys used to heckle comics and shit. I remember that you guys. Yeah. You guys heckled Frank one time, man. Frank's one of the nicest guys out there, and you fuckers were heckling him. And then your reaction was like, "Well, if you, if you can't handle heckling, I don't believe you should be on stage." <laughs> <laughs> a, I remember you an said igno- that, bro. An ignorant remark. And and then yeah. I remember we I heckled you, and you couldn't handle it. You know? <laughs> so so what Book you call it? Uh, 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 that's what I was all like, you know. But like Alfred too. Alfred used to mess with comics a lot. Yeah, you know? and I mean, I, I'm not gonna say that I never did anything, but I mean, it's like to the point where somebody's over. Um, over um assholeness fucking affects you yeah you know i mean yeah because you're you could yeah and you know and that happened for a while and it's just to the point where you just like you know you you, you know kind of like um you shoot away from that shit just because well, felipe, like, felipe for a while while was dogging me out and i didn't know why and what and, was up with and, that and, and well when he left uh uh gabriel's team 
Uh -huh. he, he called me up and he, he apologized for, you know, his behavior. He goes, hey, man, listen, I said some things about you and you've never said anything about me. So I want to appreciate that, you know. So we're cool, you know. Right, and, right. And, uh, and uh, you know, we, we just now, we were, uh, to this day, we see each other, we're cool. But, you know, we don't hang out, we don't talk, you know. He's on the road, whatever, doing his thing. But, but uh, you know, we're cool. But, uh, you know, I didn't realize that he was saying shit about me because of uh, of other comics, you know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, dude. When you get with the camp or with the crew, you kind of have to, like, agree or, you know, kind of throw onto the fire of what's being said or what goes around, you know what I mean? Yeah, which is, you know. And that's the kind of vindictiveness that fucking kind of sucks about all that yeah, shit, dude. Yeah, you know, and I've never been that type of guy. I've never been a follower. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I have, I have no uh, problem, like, when it came to work, you know, mm -hmm. my jobs, I have no problem taking orders, but I've never been that type of guy that, that, that uh, just because somebody doesn't like somebody, I'm not going to like them either. Yeah, totally. You know, I've never been that type of guy, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's just, the comedy world is, is, a, is a very interesting business, you know, a lot of backstabbing, but it's the best experience in the world. I wouldn't change it. Oh, hell yeah, you know, dude. There's a lot of uh, 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 shady guys out there, but you just got to uh, navigate around that, you know. Oh, yeah, you got to keep be on working, and keep your... And, yeah, just focus on being funny, that's all. Yeah, just moving focus forward. focus on being funny. So that's, that's all you got to do, man, you know? Hell yeah, Benny. Yeah, well, man. I mean, we're gonna close it a little earlier, but fucking, I'm I'm glad we had that. Yeah. <laughs> that you just killed me with that shit. Yeah, but you're a little fat too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, come on, man. This one, you know, you know, the funny is, you were like, I don't want to fucking bite the bullet, and that girl's like, I'm diving in a grenade for you, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what shows you got coming up right now? If you want to go ahead, because I'm gonna put this. Oh well, yeah, you. well, hey, if you guys want to add me on social media, it's Benny Mena for everything: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Benny with one N, B E N Y M E N A, and um, uh, Saturday or Friday, uh, Friday November fourth, I'm at the uh, Knee Slappers. My boy Ruben Alvarez is a promoter out there in uh, Whittier and uh, okay. Manhattan Lounge. It's a banquet hall. They do comedy there, but it, they're, they're nice. They're really fun shows. Uh, Saturday, I got my show at the Ice House in Pasadena. And in it's this two. week. Is this week? Because I'll put this out tomorrow night. All right, cool. Saturday, uh, uh, November fifth, nine thirty p.m. Ice House Stage Two. Check me out. I got I got uh, funny comments. I got Mike Cano. Uh, Narciso Gonzalez and Lana Turner. Lana okay, Turner, yeah. she, she's a very funny uh, lady with a guitar. I uh, got her. Sunday, I'm at the Long Beach Laugh Factory, you know, my show, Latino Nights. Um, I got me. I got um, Fonji San Pedro, another old school guy. I got, uh, oh, I got Pops. I got hey, Pops. bro. Yeah, man. I got, I got a funny story about him, dude. I got, I got Pops. I got um, Andre Kelly. Narciso again, and I forgot I've somebody seen else. Kelly in a long time. Yeah, dude. and I got somebody else, man. Um, and so I got you know all this weekend I'm I'm doing shows, so it's fun. So you add me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Benny Mena, or also Benny Mena comedian. You know, I'm gonna do my my uh, my fan page, so whichever it is, you know. But I'm there. Hit me Fuck up. Yeah. Hit me up. Come support live comedy. Doesn't have to be my show, but support live comedy, people. It's important. That's what's up. Thank you very much, dude. Uh, thank you, man, for having me, man. It's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. I'm out. Yo, sup? So what happened, man? You guys enjoyed the podcast? This fool asking a question. Yeah, I can't wait for the response. Hey, man, that was Benny Mena. Thank you very much for listening, man. You guys fucking kick ass. Have a good week. Anybody that wants to see some live comedy and you're in the Washington tri-state area, is that how you say it? Um, 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 come check us out at the Parlor Live. I'll be here with Toby Hicks and Felipe Esparza. We have two shows tonight, Friday, and two shows Saturday. So hell yeah. Um, other than that, thank you very much for listening. You guys have a wonderful week. Uh, shout out to Benny Mena for doing the podcast. And... 
um, hit him up on uh, social media. He's my friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snappy Chat. But I don't think he Snapchats, but even if he doesn't, add him on Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what other thing did we forget about? Oh, don't forget MySpace. <laughs> LOL. Anyways, you guys be fucking cool. Thank you very much. Check out the What's Up Full podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And don't forget to check out the Enchilada Casserole podcast. Oh, tsh, breaking news. This is Tom Brokaw. <laughs> that was a horrible Tom Brokaw. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's a weird Tom Brokaw. Yeah. You're starting to get the Nicolas Cage voice. Yeah. Uh, that was weird. Yeah. We're going to go treasure hunting. Yeah, so yeah, Nick Cage got your special announcement. I do. So Rodrigo and Felipe, is that how you say his name? Felipe, from the Wits of Pull, Full Club podcast. I know what it is. Don't correct me. They're going to be on the Church of What's Happening Now on Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday at 8 p.m. R- Rodrigo and Felipe are going to be on there with Lee Sciatica and uh, Uncle Joey Diaz. They call him Coco, right? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. You're not a real Italian, enough, fucking Nick Cage, okay? I'm going to speak from now. And I speak from the fucking heart. All right? I love these fucking guys. These are real people right here. The pride, the pride and joy of the Mexican people in America, all over the world. Fuck that. Humanity everywhere. They're going to be on the church of what's happening now. This Sunday, 6 p.m. 8, 8 p.m., I'm sorry. November 6th. Yeah. They're going to be on this, so check it out. Check out Uncle Joey, Lee Stiana, Rodrigo, and uh, Felipe. That's right. What's a full podcast? Enjoy this voodoo song. Adios, as they say in Los Angeles. What they say in Miami. Adios, papa. ¿Me entiendes? How do you say potato in Spanish? Papa. Have a good one, man. Peace.